Welcome to the SoxCast, the podcast that's a lot like ass to mouth. This is episode 33. I'm your host, Polly. And before we get into all that other fun stuff about talking about the losers that I have with me here today, uh, you guys know that we only have like one more regular episode left in a year, right? Before we hit game of the year. Well, wait, what? Yeah, we've got, <laughs> yeah. We, we've got one normal episode left. Oh, wow, it's the 20th. Jeez. And then and then game of the year kicks in. So you know what that means? That game means of- that, that, that listeners probably need to start thinking a little more hard hard a little more harder cuz I word good. Hard, they got to contra hardcore it up. They got to contra hardcore it up and thinking about their top 4 games of the year and sending us a list and don't write 8 million words about it cuz if you do we'll paraphrase it. Yeah. Um but yeah, send us your top four games like you did last year, and um, we'll read your lists off while we're rattling down um, our lists from Zibaldum to Zitop. Um Send those off to podcast at SoxMakePeopleSexy.net, obviously. Um, and then Red will get them all, meet it out, and we'll do it all up good like we did last year. And if you haven't played Polyclicker... You should do that. Just yeah, you should do that yes. before making... For your game of the year consideration, you should probably play Polyclicker. Before you make any rash decisions. You know, you obviously want to be as informed as you can be going into these kind of things. Because, yeah, lists can make, a break, make <laughs> or break a person. Like, mm-hmm. some sites live and die on lists. It's true. I, I've seen yeah. knife fights start over lists. <laughs> it's ugly. Yeah. Let's be real, though. Like, did any of us really care about starting a podcast except for do- the opportunity to make lists and talk about them with other people? <laughs> That's really like, that, all I that wanted was to really, do. Like, that was really the end game. Yeah. Like, time, yeah. Right? like, the end of the year, like, the other, like, 26 or so episodes we do a year, like, those are just a pleasantry until we can get to the game of the year stuff. And that is when we are at, like, peak socks cast potential, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I actually, like, wanted to put together like a game of the year podcast for us before even thinking that we could do a regular podcast, which was your idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It all all turned out in the end. It really worked out. Everything is great. Now we've got our own little site for everything. And we're like, we're a veritable podcast (laughs) empire with all three of the amazingly wonderful regular shows that we have. (laughs) It is kind of interesting though. This is the first year we've had a full year of episodes going into the game of the year. Yeah, so people have actually heard us talk about pretty much everything that's yeah. going to be on those lists. So that's what's weird. Like, it's like, oh, I talked about all these. Because last year, like, there was stuff like Saints Row 4 and Bioshock Infinite that just showed up out of nowhere on my list. <laughs> and John about had to knife fight Rhett because Bioshock, <laughs> Bioshock Infinite was on the list. He's like, oh, <laughs> shit, here we go. But anyway, to my immediate virtual right, ooh, he just barfed all over your birthday cake. Aww. It's Rhett. Hi. Rhett? What did <laughs> you birth- do that? Whose, whose birthday was it? Theirs. Oh, I'm sorry. Why did you do why did you do that? I got tired today. Then just woke up and puked all over. <laughs> just like rolled out of bed. I, 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 you know, it's that damn Chipotle. Oh no. E. coli warning to all. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. It's not even a good pickup in Isaac. Just like E. coli, oh, but, E. coli can't, oh, just can't get a good break. I thought you were saying Ipecac. No, E. coli gives you like turdy touch. I think. Oh, I, yeah, I totally forgot that was actually an item. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Nobody ever picks hey, it up. You should 
You should tell Edmund to buff it. Oh, yeah, I bet he will. Somebody called him an ableist earlier, and he was like, <laughs> did I hear somebody say they want able nerfed? <laughs> but we are getting far off track. Um <laughs> To my immediate virtual left, he only wants his name said with a hashtag now. It's hashtag John Thayer. Hi. How's it going, hashtag John? I'm doing pretty hashtag great. Sounds good. You know, aside from the whole Target debacle. The Target debacle? Let's not talk about that. Where you literally got (sighs) home and had to hold up our podcast so you could cuddle your wife for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) They think that I'm making this shit up. But I've got the chat logs to prove it. That was only 15 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. 15 minutes <laughs> times four. <laughs> you ready for a podcast, John? Always. All right, you mad pussy destroyer, you. <laughs> Why don't you get us started off on the good foot and let us know what the hell you've been up to lately? All right. So besides, I've been... besides destroying mad pussy. Well, yeah, obviously. So. So, 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 I played this game called Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 1. Mm-hmm. Not all of it. I played like seven or eight hours of it. Um, yeah, I think I've heard of these. Yeah. Um, y'all recommended it like six months ago, and I was uh-huh. like, sure. Yeah. And then I bought it and then played it for like two hours and then got distracted by some other game. You didn't get distracted. Anna shamed you. Anna shamed <laughs> Neptunia shame play. <laughs> That that wasn't exactly what happened. What it was was that I was playing it in secret, and then she <laughs> saw me playing it, and then was like, did exactly what I was afraid of, so I stopped playing it. Oh wait. <laughs> so- <laughs> okay, so that game's really cute. Um, it's just a really light, fun RPG, and a lot of the um, the di- the story chunks are getting nicer now that more characters are introduced. Um, the stuff with Nep-, Nep getting poisoned is like ah, that wasn't supposed to happen. You chose to let that happen. They introduced Vert, and Ify is obviously crushing Uh-oh. on Vert, which oh, is God. pretty great. So it's like, that's like that's like my game OTP of the year, I think, <laughs> because they're just like IF's reaction is so adorable every mm-hmm. time she shares the screen with Vert. Yeah, because it's yeah. like she's totally a fangirl for Vert's persona, mm-hmm. and then she kind of gets to know Vert and sees behind that persona. And it's sort of initially off-putting, and then the more she gets to know the real Vert, she just likes her even more. Yeah, it's really nice. so adorable. These games are so gay. Yes. But this really... one especially. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. about 3, but the so... Vert IF stuff in the first game is definitely like kind of the emotional core of that game, honestly. <laughs> Because it arcs through the entire game. It really oh, does. Because that's really like does. that's probably resonated with me more than like any of the story beats so far. So that's really cool. And Neptune is the cutest character ever. Oh God, yes. Her Absolutely. dialogue, her dialogue never never ceases to just crack me up. Yep. And also, it's really funny how Nep is Nep, Nep like stealthily can be like kind of bitchy to some of the yeah. other characters but it's in such a way that you don't really know if it's on purpose or not yeah yeah so she just she, says these horrible things to noir with the biggest smile on her face noir huh with a name like that i bet you don't have any friends <laughs> that's the best line in the series <laughs> so it's just like you don't really know if she's just kind of dumb or if um 
she's just kind of stealthily being mean in these ways that are just really funny. <laughs> um, she's really sweet and cute mm. and mean. Um, and I got Noir in the party, and then she left the party. I like that there are characters that just enter and leave the party according to the dictates of the plot. Yeah, that happens a lot in the first game. Great. I love that. JRPGs don't do that. Like the, ma- the maker characters especially will be popping oh. in and out of the party. Mm-hmm. Just like gotcha. It was like I bought the life ring and equipped it to her and then she left the party and I was oh, like, whoops. oh, man. And then I was like, oh, yes. When <laughs> was the last time this has happened? It's <laughs> great. Don't worry. She'll be back like seven chapters later. It's all good. Oh, my God. I think that's something they changed in the the remake, was having her briefly at the start. I think so. Because she's popular. Yeah. Oh, really? So she's not... Oh, she's not in there for most of the rest of the game. Yeah, she, like, in the, um, in, the, in the PS3 original, like, you had to, like, grind out shares and quests like crazy in order to recruit the goddesses, and then you had to, like, defeat them in really, really difficult boss fights. So it was oh, something geez. you could really... So you could really only do it towards the end of the game. Oh, geez. Okay, yeah. That doesn't sound nearly as fun. No, but it wasn't. Isn't there also yeah. a thing where you can, like, permanently have shares lowered by, um... Yep. Uh, by your part characters dying? Yep. And it seems like that's a really oh, big deal, geez. because there's, like, a limited number of shares. Yeah, that's a really big problem with uh, oh. the first game. Is So, is... can you permanently wreck your shots at getting those kind of things? Yep. That in the seems, first game, though, not the yeah. remake. Not, That's not, not remake. Yeah, only in the trashy bad remake. In the trashy bad remake. <laughs> We're talking about the fun, good remake. Yeah. And yeah. I love that kind of shit, but also this isn't the game for that. No, this is a very yeah. this is a cute game where you want to be surrounded by these adorable characters at all times. I don't think any of the there's a whole lot of mechanics, but they still don't seem like very obtrusive. No, they just not seem at like all. nice functional um, Lily ranks. The Lily ranks are good. Lily ranks are great. Um, the the positional stuff is cool. Like, it just makes me, it just makes me remember in um, Chrono Trigger, where they have all the positional moves, but mm-hmm. there's no way to actually like move your characters around. Yeah. So you can't actually. It, not really anything you can be strategic about. It's just something you can do sometimes. Yeah, and like it's cool. I've watched a lot of people stream uh, the Rebirth games, and I've never seen them really use the formation menu much. But I actually use it quite a bit. Cool. Uh, to move my characters around or to put them in different starting places depending on like what I need them to be doing. Oh, smart. That makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always... it's, a lot, it's a little like Dragon Quarter, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Neptunia compared to Dragon Quarter. I mean, just the, the obviously Dragon Quarter has the really intense um, extra <laughs> battle stuff with the resource yeah. management, but Neptunia just is clever on a battle-by-battle basis in a similar way. Yeah. For me, yeah, right? positioning was always just put the melee characters up front and comp in the back. Mm-hmm. But like the sword, different swords have different, um, Oh, that's attack true. Squares. Are you kidding though? Like I put compa way up front because Why? she is the best damn breaker for like the first four chapters. Her slap break is so stupidly powerful. Yeah. I use compa a lot. <laughs> hmm. I think I might've had, uh, what's her name? The DLC girl. Oh, <laughs> I'm blanking Plutia. Yeah. Replacing compa. Uh, yeah, I didn't get Plutia until my second playthrough. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I've had Plutia, so she's really great. But I haven't really used her for healing much because I mostly just have her go into HDD mode and attack everybody. You break her <laughs> out You break her out when it's time to fill up the spank bank. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> you mean like spanking enemies' butts? 
Yeah, yeah, that's what okay. I mean. cool. Yeah, definitely filling up the spank bank. Totally. John's totally filling up that spank bank. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Filling up the spank bank. All right. Um, so I haven't, I've only, so I've gotten the, most of the way through chapter three. So there's more than half the game left, and I'm looking forward to getting back to it at some point. Um, is there anything else, anything else kind of based on what I played there that's worth bringing attention to? Mm. It's just a really cute, cool, light RPG. And I don't know if I'll feel like going through the rest of the series, but I feel like I'm having a nice time with this little this little one. On I, th- I think that the first game is a really good one-off. Like, if you play that and that's the only one you ever play, you get a pretty good gist of what the rest of the games do because mm-hmm. they don't really stray too far from that note. And I think that, like, if you just play that as its own standard one-and-done little thing, you'll be good. It's just, like, the people like me and Rhett can't get enough <laughs> of it and we want more at the very least the second game you might be able to skip yeah but yeah the uh th- that was something y'all said was like did you see that rebirth one was your favorites yeah i think rebirth okay, one cool. yeah. like rebirth well, one is definitely going to be on my game of the year list at some yeah. point yeah. that kind of was really encouraging for me because it was like okay now so i'm not like necessarily committing myself to like a multi no, franchise. no, not at all. I just want to finish this cool one-off game and enjoy myself. Even story-wise, like, 2 takes place in a separate universe where it's the same characters, but, like, nothing from the first game that happened carries oh, over. Really? Yeah, and three, yeah. Ju- and 3 jumps off from 2's alternate universe. So 1 is really its own standalone thing that's just really Neat. well done, and it has a really good ending. Neat. All right, I'm looking forward to that then. Cool beans. So last time I played this game... Like six months ago, I played it for like two hours, and then I got completely consumed by another game and series of games. Yeah, I remember. I, yeah. Last month, so like I was like, guys, I started Neptunia, but actually I started playing these King of Fighters games. Yep. And then I played those like obsessively and read about them for like three weeks or something. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> on the way home from school one day, I was like, I should listen to something besides the Undertale music. How about the King of Fighters soundtrack? And for 99 and then I got home and I was like, I need to play these forever now. And I stopped playing Neptunia and just played a whole bunch of King of Fighters again. So the exact same arc. And I remember like having exact same thoughts of comparison (laughs) for these completely (laughs) different games. Um, And I played a whole bunch of 98 and I actually been playing it online with Austin, Mm -hmm. which is, and he, and it's really fun. Um, just and it was really funny because I got off the first set of games and he won like ninety percent of the battles and then I went, oh my god, I'm having such a great I've I'm, I've learned so much just playing this chunk of King of Fighters with an actual person and then um he's and then right next next to that it was him tweeting I suck at King of Fighters, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I on a whim like that evening I booted up King of Fight um, Street Fighter Two. Mm-hmm. The original. Um, can I take a pause break for mm-hmm. just one second, guys? Sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'll be right back. Okay. He needs cuddles. He's got to relieve the spank bank. <laughs> yeah, the spank bank. It's where you, you know. You charge up your level four spank bank and then. <laughs> let it go. Let it out. All over Iris Heart. Is Underling really not in Neptunia 3? Nope. Fucking. That just bums me out. She was one of my favorite parts of uh, 2. Why? I don't know. Like, Warichu is. 
Yeah, I thought you couldn't disconnect them. I, I think she's in the anime too. I'm no, she's in the anime. <sighs> so dumb. Like, why would you not bring her back? Yeah. She's great. She's like, you. what? Can you hear me click, clicking? I hear you clicking. <laughs> click, click. Looking up them pictures of underlying. <laughs> yeah, right. Because she's like the one thing I kind of remember from the second game. Yeah. When it's just like, gosh, I have no idea what the final boss was. Deity of Sin or something? Yeah, Deity of Sin. It's like, oh, look, it's another dragon colored. Was it? Yeah, I think it was just another recolored dragon. God. <laughs> like, I didn't hate the second game, but man, it starts to run together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when, absolutely. When, like, the true ending chapter was just, oh, now you're going to fight all the bosses again. Yeah. Yeah. It's so dumb. Short on ideas, Idea Factory. <laughs> you're not ha- you don't, like, for being in a factory of ideas, you don't have well, a lot of them. We've seen that factory. Yeah. <laughs> seen that factory like at least six times per game. <laughs> oh my god, the Sega Hard Girls one looks so good though. It looks alright. Yeah, it looks like the same game as the Rebirths, but with mm-hmm. IF now. And that's good. And, and Saturn. And mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's there hey. you go. Sorry, sorry, um Anna Anna apologize, she just needed some help. Um, I had unplugged the PlayStation, so I plugged it back up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll just lead back, lead back in with talking about Street Fighter. Go for yep. it. So then, like, one evening, um, after I played a bunch of King of Fighters, I was thought, just on a whim, I booted up Street Fighter II, the World Warrior in MAME, uh-huh. um, and then played it for, like, 45 minutes, and then went on Twitter, like, all <laughs> kind of full of myself, like... Hmm, this is pretty cute. Pretty interesting historically. Very quaint. <laughs> Obvi- just in my head, obviously doesn't hold a candle to S&K's efforts, but, you know, I'm sure people have enjoyed this, gotten some oh good fun God. out of this. <laughs> I'm sure children really like this one. <laughs> it's like, I get it, because that, that game feels slow now, but, like, yeah. historically, like... The leap forward. <laughs> it's an incredible piece of work. Mm-hmm. I think there was a thread on NeoGAF the other day. Like, what was the most influential game of these four? And one of them was Street Fighter Two. So, like, it's in high esteem. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. So what I did, I played it for forty-five minutes. Went. This is pretty intriguing, I guess. When you're ready to grow up a bit and track out some not baby games, come play King of <laughs> Fighters. Um, so I'm really integrating well into the fighting games community. Yeah, you're <laughs> actually, like, we're going to see you at Evo in a year or two, I think. <laughs> we just need you to throw around some sex- some sexism and misogyny oh, and maybe a few race jokes, and boom, you're right up there. Oh, and that, that's already most of the way into the shmup community while I'm at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and since so- you're John, this would all just come naturally to you. <laughs> So then I spent like an hour after playing King of Fighters for like 45 minutes. I spent about an hour and a half reading about it mm-hmm. and just reading about the games from the era, read, looking up videos of Street Fighter 1, looking up videos of Karate Champ and other videos of things from the time. We're looking at dates like King of Fighters 96 was five years after. I had a bad addiction to two. Karate Champ as a kid. Really? <laughs> I actually really, really liked that game on the NES. Like I really, really liked it. That's really cool. I mean, that a whole lot comes 
back to that one, right? It does, yeah. Cool. Um, so after that, I kind of was like, all right, I'll go back to my real game now. And then <laughs> the next day, I booted up MAME again. I was like, maybe I'll play a little more Street Fighter 2. And then I got like a good, after uh, over a couple days, I got a good like three hours of playing that game a bunch. Mm-hmm. And I wound up really starting to like it a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's still a pretty solid game, and it's easy. Yeah. It, it's easy to like that. Like that is a sure shot game. Like if you got mm-hmm. people over and want to play a game with people, it is a game that everybody knows how to play. Absolutely. Um, I tried the turbo version. I was like, ah, it's moving so fast. I'm yeah. already I already don't good. really like the turbo versions personally. I'm already, I'm already not good yeah. at this. Come I said on. John Turbo was already when I was out of fighting games because they were too fast. Mm. It was just like okay, I'll, let me pull back a bit because also it's. It sort of feels like going um, Street Fighter 2 is like sort of a standalone video game feels pretty tightly considered with um, the first one. Because mm-hmm. after that, it's like, here, all of these cool boss characters that you don't get, that come at the end and are cool because they're not part of the main cast you can pick from there. You can play as them now. Yeah. So it's like, OK, now we're sort of losing the game's structure as just sort of a story and then focusing on it more as a sport. And that's cool. It's just less what I'm interested in. So I've been yeah. playing the World Warrior a bunch. There was one pretty important update, though, in Championship Edition, which allowed two people to pick the same character. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's kind true. of important for competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's but important yeah, it, for competitive, but again, even in the context of the story, like that's kind of weird and eccentric to be able to <laughs> fight the same person <laughs> as your person. So in the World Warrior context, it makes a lot of sense. Like even, and then they have yeah. like the dopey bonus stages where you beat up a car <laughs> and barrels. Oh my car! <laughs> so this was just like a competitive sport thing. That was when it makes sense. But in the context of that game, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and it just seems like a really well considered system. Like the throws make sense. The everybody has just a kind of pretty concise move set. Fireballs are good. Shoryuken is good. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody, so th- nobody could do a Shoryuken for their, you know, if their life depended on it back then. It took me a long time to figure it out because I kept doing, I kept doing them on accident when I would walk forward and then try to do a fireball. Yeah. Um, but I kind of figured that out. Uh, so yeah, the the input thingy seems pretty well done, even just considering the age. Yeah. I was able to settle into it pretty nicely. I tried Guile. Because I like charge characters. Um, that That's fighting game lingo. It means when you hold <laughs> back away from your opponent and then suddenly attack forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Gweel. Gweel. <laughs> Wait, is that how you say it? No. Oh, okay. that's, how I heard, that's how I heard people say it back in the day. I'm though. like, it's Guile, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Guile. You were just about to blow my mind if I was saying it wrong for like 25 years or whatever. <laughs> so I... Um, I also played a good chunk of Third Strike. Mm-hmm. And that's a jump. Yeah, yeah that's it's a major jump. Yeah, like you jump past... Um, alpha. I, mean, I jump past all the Alpha games. Yeah, the Alpha games are... Whatever. What? Uh, I didn't like them. I okay. really liked Alpha 1 and 2, like just as single-player things on like the PlayStation. Mm. Mostly because of Rose. Controversy on the street... Fi- on the on the cast <laughs> going on. Oh, Conflict. Oh dear. Sparks flying. <laughs> Yeah, the Alpha games look cute. They um look like a cool. They they look like successors to Street Fighter Two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's I think you'd actually get something out of them because story wise, they kind of replaced the first game. Yeah, like they're all okay. prequels. 
that's cool. Um, yeah, I'd probably enjoy that. With just with Third Strike, just the um, leap from that, just yeah. the entire new, the new cat. Like obviously, it's coming off of two other th- Street Fighter threes. Um, yeah, but the whole new cast, I like so much better. <laughs> Because that was the thing that made me be like, mm, this is this. when I, on Twitter that first time was just looking at that cast mm-hmm. and then everybody being ethnic stereotypes and having the one girl. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the diversity in uh, Street Fighter 3's character designs and it, they're, it's just insane. Elena is the shit. Mm, I actually, I really like Alex, just the new guy. Because yeah. honestly, I kind of... That was the thing after playing Street Fighter 2 a bunch was like, this is very smart and well-considered. It makes a ton of sense. I think Hadoukens are boring. Because <laughs> um, I just really like all the grapply characters and King of Fighters and whatnot. Yeah. Running up to people, being in their face. Um, but the Hadoken is so powerful in Street Fighter 2. Everyone is just... Yeah, anybody that's got a fireball in Street Fighter 2 can just, just be stupidly... Yeah. And like, that's doesn't feel like this is supposed to be a fighting game it's not supposed to be mega man right <laughs> well i so. mean that was that was the fighting game back yeah. then though yeah. so it makes sense i like this a lot better <laughs> where I mean, they get to street fighter 3 and now fireballs are way less powerful because you can just parry through all of them yeah. pretty easily i mean isn't one of the design things in mortal kombat that every character has a projectile yep. yeah like that oh was God. games back then mm-hmm. yeah so that was kind of a good – that was nice when I went to Third Strike. And it was like, okay, this fits more with what I want. Um, not Like Street Fighter 2 is completely consistent. It makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. It's just less what personally was appealing to me with um, King of Fighters and whatnot. Because none of the projectiles are as anywhere near as important in King of Fighters as the Hadoken. Yeah. At all. Um, Guile – like I love charge characters, but then Guile doesn't like attack – run forward and attack people. He just hangs out back and flings out a sonic yeah. boom. Sonic boom. No, sonic man. Boom. You should see my friend play Guile. He's insane. <laughs> he is like an air grappler with Guile. Like he will bust out that air grapple on you like Jesus Christ. Like you don't you don't even see it coming. He's just like, yo, check it out. I just threw you out of the air. And I'm like – That's fantastic. Yeah. He, he plays Guile like right up in your face a lot. Mm, okay, I can deal. I and can like do that. fake you out, like like he'll like fake you out into some block strings, and then like, oh look, I just flash kicked you when you thought that you were way out of range. <laughs> yeah, he's he's pretty good with Guile. That sounds really fun. <clears throat> um, I might check out Honda. I think because I like he he seems like really in people's face too. Yeah, he's yeah that hundred hand slap that'll keep you in people's faces for days. Excellent. Yeah, I'm all I'm all about that. Um, so Street Fighter 2 is fun. I hope to get, get kind of better at it. Maybe I can, if I can figure out a way to turn the difficulty down, that'll be helpful because <laughs> it's really hard. Dip switches. Dip switches. I think I can figure that out because um, I did with King of Fighters. Yeah. And then I went back to 98 and played a bunch more. King of Fighters 98 and played a bunch more against Austin. I picked up the whole um, Ikari Warriors team, which is great because they're all just grapplers and in people's faces and charging and it's mm-hmm. great. And it was great because Austin's played these games for a long time, but oh, I was still geez. pretty able to piss him off, which <laughs> made me feel good. Um, and also, also I looked at, a, I just looked at a bunch of videos of other fighting games, like um, the, the Neo Geo pocket color SNK games mm-hmm. are really cute. 
They're very cute, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Gal Fighters, I watched a bunch of videos of that, and that looks really nice. I want to play it. They get they get an incredible amount of detail out of having mm-hmm. such a, like a you know a limited system to work with too. Absolutely, um, and just seeing all these characters that I liked and the Gal Fighters game, just all the uh, and then watching their endings and them being really cute. Like Leona is like, finally, I can wish away my pain with this magic thing I won from the tournament, and then her tooth pops out and she had a cavity. <laughs> So all the melodrama and stuff is just kind of undercut in a cute way. Yeah. Um, I really like fighting games. I want to play many of them. I think fighting games are freaking awesome. Yeah. I should try Persona 4 Arena because those people made Hardcore Uprising and it's awesome. Oh, P4 Arena is really, really good. Yeah. I, I ha- really like it. But I also liked Blaze Blue as well, which they're mm-hmm. very similar. And Blaze Blue's on um <laughs> on Steam. Yeah. Which sounds great, mm-hmm. and um, they made that guy made the Guilty Gear games too, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. You confused me for a bit there when it's like Arc System Works. I don't think people go to Contra or Hardcore Uprising as the thing they're known for. No, yeah, no. Well, that's exactly that is what I. That's the only thing by Heart, yeah. Hardcore System Works I've for played. Us it is, but and like, yeah. so and like, obviously, gu- the look of Guilty Gear Exerd is just insane. Oh, the new one, yeah. Just because it's like. It's 3D models, but they somehow still make it look like they're not 3D oh, models at all. They look like sprites. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's oh, incredible. my God. That's really cool. All right. So Guilty Gear, um, Namco made Tekken and Soul Calibur. Um, I don't think I'm not I care a, I'm not as big. Tekken. I'm not as big into 3D fighters. I just I can't get into them. Tekken mm-hmm. can suck my dick. Yeah, Tekken is like the fighter I'm probably least interested in. <laughs> Um, the only Soul one that I actually really like Soul Calibur. I played a lot of Tekken three with people back in the day, and I think that that Ooh. probably colored my opinion on it a lot because mm-hmm. I had a lot of you know competition and stuff, and we were able to you know you play that times. game. Yeah, we were able to play that game to a point to where I think we were all pretty damn good with a lot of characters. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, like I've also had really good times with Super Smash Brothers Brawl. So. <laughs> 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 Party games. We're talking about fighting games, John. <laughs> um, I looked up a video. One of the things I did while compar- playing Street Fighter 2 was look up videos of Mortal Kombat 1. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's kind of amazing people gave that game a pass. Ah, it really is, because that game's pretty garbage. <laughs> like, well, I, I will defend the, MK2 to my the leap, dying the breath. The leap of, to MK2 was so huge. That and game is so much prettier. And just, like, the way and that... feel. Yeah, the feel but, of the second game is just way more just important. And just, like, the characters... Like, there's a nice variety in the characters, even though most of their normals are still very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, like... There's not a character I'm bad with in MK2. <laughs> <laughs> Which awesome. makes a lot of... I've made plenty of people... Uh, rage quit. I made imitation calamari tap out quite a few times <laughs> while playing on the PS3. Uh, over it, like it wouldn't even just be like, okay, that was last match. We just sign the hell completely out. <laughs> and, and I think what made it worse is just because I was using random select every time. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, I want to. I kind of wanted to get to that point with King of Fighters '98. And then I realized I've been playing for 15 hours and I've gotten really oh. good with three characters. So as long if I um, keep up that pace, well, there's 42 more characters in that game. So 
Now, with those games, not King, with the King of Fighters games, I tend to find a team that I like, and I just get good with them, really. That's cool. the best you can do. And, like, <clears throat> with games like Blaze Blue, Guilty Gear, and um, mm-hmm. Persona 4 Arena, every character is so vast. It's, like, an entirely vastly different thing. Like... No two characters in those games play alike at all. So, like, when you were learning a character, you might want to spend a lot of time with them because they're like every character is just full of nuance and really interesting stuff. And, like, they don't play anything. Like, there's not a lot that will transfer over from character to character when you go learning characters in um, a lot of Arc System Works games. Okay. that That's kind of comforting that. I'll just cut. I feel like I can stick with my Ikari Warriors team, because I even found a team in King of Fighters that I like that's all on the same, like, canon team, so I can yeah. play through the story mode and get... Um, and, and that team is present in most of the King of Fighters games, so I can go and experience the story in, like, 96, 97, 99, 2000, 2001. Just, uh, like, a, a lot of people talk shit about me for saying this, but I would say stay away from, like... Um, like Fatal Fury and stuff like that. Those games aren't very good. <laughs> the original, fa- the first three Fatal Fury games look pretty blue. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they not do the very they good. do like the weird laning thing. Like it's a brawler. Yeah, it's an interesting idea, but it's just mm-hmm. like you press a button and your character just jumps from lane to lane. It's just mm-hmm. really weird. I didn't like them. Yep, uh, should, they, they had play, the should play Garou Mark of the Wolves though. That's the one I really want to play because that's like one where they played too. Forward. Last Blade 2 is one I want to play. Samurai Showdown um, 2. Samurai Showdown 2. That's on my list. Um, I don't know if Real Bout Fatal Fury do the laning thing. Um, those came after Fatal Fury 3. Yeah. Um, did you include Art of Fighting and the ones that you can just kind of bleh? Yeah, don't like Art of Fighting either. Cool. I do like um, the King of Fighters games, though. So Yeah. Um, and yeah, Mark of the Wolves is the one I wanted to play. I wanted to play the um, Neo Geo Pocket Color ones. Um <laughs> And yeah, Last Play 2 looks really pretty. Oh, it's pretty. Weapons. It's pretty, and its combat system just feels so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, really, really love Last Blade 2. Rad. And Samurai Showdown is like their violent fighter, right? Kind of. But it's, Kinda. More, it's it, more like their weapons fighter. Okay, that makes yeah. more sense. That's, that's nicer then. I just, um, I just think it felt way better than the games prior to that, because... Like, when Fatal Fury came out, I was just like, oh, this is just some shitty Street Fighter 2 knockoff. Yeah. And I kind of disregarded SNK games until Samurai Showdown 1, and I was like, okay, there's something here. There's something here. Mm-hmm. They definitely got, like, I think I still have my copy of Samurai Showdown 1 on uh, Sega Genesis, because that was actually a pretty decent port. Cool. The only, th- the only thing that it doesn't really have is, uh, like, the scaling. Like, the yeah. sprite scaling when you, like, move in and out close to one another. Did the, did the SNES have that? Nope. It's sort of, it it's sort of a weird the thing. Always zoomed out. The SNES one, the SNES one is so weird because it's got like these itty bitty baby sprites. Yeah, and it's just like they might have a few more frames of animation than the Genesis version, but the Genesis version just looks and feels better for some reason. I gotcha. But yeah, Samurai Showdown one and two, those those games are real good. Awesome. There's so many of these fighters. I, yeah. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. There were a fucking ton of games after street fighter 2 now you need to go get into fighters history mm-hmm. yeah go get, so, go pick up some data east winners oh jeez. <laughs> oh man yeah, fighters, there was so you many need to play you need to play fighters history it's uh, like just and, and tell us like all over your twitter how fucking blatant it is at what it is doing 
Because oh my god, then, yeah. Then there's like the console only fighting games like Eternal Champions and like Power Rangers fighting game and uh, Ninja Turtles fighting game. Like there were so many. Eternal that was... Champions is surprisingly deep. <clears throat> really? That ga- yeah, that game was surprisingly deep. Uh, and it does a lot of like interesting things with how it limits how you can use special moves mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. Like I think uh, Eternal Champions Challenge of the Dark Side for Sega CD is by far the better game. But I think Eternal Champions is an interesting look at, uh, at the very least. Yeah, I wasn't even saying it as like a bad game, but just like that genre was just so dominant in the early 90s because yeah. of Street Fighter 2. So like trying to jump in and play everything is just kind of a fool's mm-hmm. errand. Yeah. I definitely know that my first one, my first one was Killer Instinct on the Super Nintendo, and that game's oh, pretty yeah. all right. And that's a damn good port. No. <clears throat> I actually watched the watched like a long play of it, and it was like it, just the kind of opening notes as it turns on. It's, it's, it's sort of like this. Oh shit! This is this is real. This yeah. shit's getting real here. There's it's I have I still really have my kill, I still have my else. Killer Cut CD. Oh God man. <laughs> Coming yeah. soon to Nintendo Ultra 64. God. So just just that ap- atmosphere starting up was kind of carried me through watching the rest of it. Be like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, it's got those opening chords and then the guitar riff starts kicking in. It's so mm. 90s. Yeah, it's 90s. Oh, it's as so hell. 90s. 90s is hell, but that is a hell of an SNES port. Like even Doom was a hell of an SNES port when you think about it. Mm-hmm. I feel that. So I, I might try that just as kind of like a um, now that I have kind of I can actually play this. Yeah, because I could not as a kid as oh, I can I know how to do the fireball motion now. Um, and like, I think that like Killer Instinct just goes on a normal chain kind of combo system, isn't it? Where you just go like weak, medium, fierce, weak, medium, fierce, or it might just or it might just be like you start with like a weak punch and then go to medium kick and then fierce punch. Mm-hmm. I Cause I, I've never understood the combo thing. Um, yeah. I started doing just learning just a couple of like three <laughs> combos in King of fighters 98 with Leona. And I was like, this is so hard. Well, King um, of fighters games are notorious. Like they have notoriously much harder and tighter execution uh, than any other fighting game. Okay. Until well, until you get to like, until you get to like eleven, twelve, and thirteen, those games are brutal when it comes to doing it. Especially if you're doing it on an LCD screen because there is input lag to a, a certain degree. Oh, wow. Those those windows were much tighter uh, than than any other fighting games of the time. That makes me feel better because like I. I tried for a while, and I was like, okay, I've got these hand, these, like, two frames here. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not garbage. It's just SNK Fighters took a higher, <laughs> a considerably higher uh, level cool. of execution. We well, you know how much I care about being just, like, tournament-capable, like, <laughs> King of Fighters? No, I know. Not at be all. <laughs> You'll be there. Don't worry. We'll get you into Evo. Mm, yeah, you, I think just did. if I can make Austin kind of sad every now and then, <laughs> then I'm, I'm, wit- I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. Um... Can I just give a shout out to my yep. one of my favorite lines of fighting games? Yeah, would be the Capcom Marvel ones, starting yes. with Children of the Atom, and then Marvel superheroes, and then Marvel versus Capcom. Oh wait, it was Marvel versus Street Fighter or X Men versus Street Fighter. Yeah, and then There's Marvel versus Capcom, games. then Marvel versus Capcom Two, which is amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was asking ask about Marvel versus Capcom Two. <laughs> oh yeah, the mark of my dignity, divinity shall scar thy DNA. <laughs> And the weirdest thing about that, although all that is that 
X-Men versus Street Fighter actually happened. Yeah. And then, like, a decade later, Mortal Kombat versus DC happened. Yeah. Like, you shameless <laughs> second-tier motherfuckers. Just wear that shameless second-tier. They're wearing it proud at that point, because that was, like, the end of Midway, basically. So they were just wearing that shame. That was a really bad game, too, right? It's so weird that, that those both happen, though, in the same mm. Mortal Kombat versus DC isn't terrible, no. Okay. But it's so weird because that X-Men versus Street Fighter existed way before that. Well, yeah, but I think like, that that just gives it more precedent to exist. It's just I, weird. I feel, I feel you. Because what everyone really wanted would be like X-Men, or not X-Men, Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter has that's been never the dream. Happen. Obviously not. That, that would be, in, well, maybe it could happen in Smash Brothers someday. There you go. <laughs> the really funny thing. Scorpion heats things up. <laughs> you know, you can't say never anymore. The, the SNK and Capcom crossovers, they, there's like two series where it's Capcom versus SNK and, and SNK, SNK versus, versus Capcom. Capcom. The Capcom like, made by Capcom, second one's made by SNK, and then they play, one of them plays like a Capcom game, the other plays like an SNK game. And it's the same with the art style. Like, the, like seeing the Street Fighter characters all up in SNK's art style is really cool. That's so cool. That sounds really fun. I mean, uh, they did that again with Street Fighter versus Tekken. What? Were... But that game exists? Yeah. And then they were going to make a Tekken versus Street Fighter, but I, I don't know what happened to no, that. No, it's totally still coming, you totally guys. Totally still coming. <laughs> I think the first one bombing probably. Oh, killed. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, just not good. Just, I like, don't... just kind of boring, really. I just, Street Fighter people just didn't care. Yeah, they, they just They had did. four. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the last update to Street Fighter 4 just added all those characters in, like, Poison and... <laughs> Hugo, I think. Yeah. Gotcha. I re- Oh, I actually really love Tatsunoko versus Capcom on the Wii. I played that a bunch as a, a while back. Oh, you almost said as a kid. I know. <laughs> a while back. <laughs> I'm not that young. You uh, told me you were in elementary school when the Wii came out, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that system's, I guess it's only nine years ago now. <laughs> Xbox is 10, 360. I think I was in middle school by then for the Wii. I think I, I was in elementary school for the for the DS. Mm. I got to buy Super Mario 64 DS on launch day. Oh play boy. Super Mario 64 for the first time. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of fighting games. I looked there's at, I looked at Virtua Fighter, the Sega game. Um, I didn't actually play it. I just mostly was looking at videos and being like, huh. Well, uh-huh. you might actually like that because there's, you know, no projectiles. It's more yeah. rushdown yeah. and grapplers. Yeah, and it kind of, it's like the character designs can, you can either say that these are boring or classy. <laughs> like SNK versus Capcom, like the, all the Street Fighter characters are just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um, I like Third Strike because I feel like it sort of took that ridiculousness and filtered it through made it a little bit more SNK <laughs> and like so it's all still weird like you still have a final boss it's like two colors yeah um split right down the middle but it feels more a... yeah doesn't he wear a thong yeah Great. i've never <laughs> actually played any version of street fighter 3 
<laughs> so it's just feels more nuanced and interesting to me, the Third Strike cast. And I you really want to play more of that game. If you want to lock people down and get them real angry playing Street Fighter 3, get good with Elena. Cool. And she's got, like, all the frames of animation in the world, too. <laughs> oh, excellent. You're just yeah. like, yo, check it out. Like, look how meticulously we animated her. <laughs> <laughs> that game is so gorgeous. It is. It is gorgeous. Ah, so good. Oh, God. Was... Oh, yeah, Elena. I was like, who's that character? Oh, I remember oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's the Copera fighter. Gotcha. I thought and... that was... I, I didn't know that was something had a thing outside of Bob's Burgers. Oh, weird. Um, in, the, in the first version of Street Fighter 3, was Ryu the only returning character? Yep. Man. That's so cool. That's and then just... King of Fighters 99 did something inverted where like they got rid of kyo and iori the main characters Mm -hmm. and um introduced like a bunch of new main characters and then had a lot of returning cast um which is also really cool yeah oh man i mean it's like at that point haven't you had like we'd already had like 16 street fighter twos didn't you fuckers Mm -hmm. get enough of ryu and ken really come on the answer was no no it wasn't because like they were didn't third strike didn't third strike like bomb oh well, I know that people weren't happy with it. Oh, gotcha. And now it's just kind of worshipped. Yeah. Now cool. it's just like, oh, hey, look, like Evo people play this game. It's cool to like it now. Oh, gotcha. But like, fair weather. Fuck before, nuts. <laughs> before Street Fighter Four came out, wasn't Super Turbo still the game? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like people never really left Street Fighter Two. Yeah. Super Even Street for Fighter Alpha. Two. Super Street Fighter Two. Um, that's the one that added Cammy, DJ, Fei Long, and uh, somebody else. Yeah. Fei Long? I, I said Fei Long. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, T-Hawk. T-Hawk, yeah. Um, more, more stereotypes. More yeah, stereotypes. exactly. I, I remember looking at those characters and being like, huh, this is, yeah, except this is more Cam- of that. Except Cammy is awesome. Yeah, Cammy, Cammy was like, I think I remember looking at that and being like, okay, yeah. I think I, I, think I remember 14-year-old John the, looking the at that and thinking, spank, bank. <laughs> um, so, and, and then now the Street Fighter 4, and people play that, but it's also, how, how's the, what's the perception of that? Like, Street Fighter 4 is awesome. Yeah, cool. people love that one. Yeah, they, they love that game. And, like, they, you know, my only problem with Street Fighter 4 is, like, the link combos are so freaking difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Like you've you've got one or two frame windows to do any kind of combo, and it's just it's so maddening trying to mm-hmm. string things together. That sounds really frustrating. Yeah, they, they yeah. said that they're going to extend those windows uh, in Street Fighter Five. So cool. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, it's weird to me that Street Fighter Three started with just Ryu as the returning character, mm-hmm. and then Street Fighter Four was like, no, 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 here's everybody you love. Yeah, yeah. And then Street Fighter Five is kind of splitting the difference with at least like Ryu, Ken, Ken and Chun Li there, and then it's a bunch of oddball characters like Armika. Yeah, <laughs> but they didn't have Alex. Hmm. I really like Alex. Alex well, is- give him time. They like this game's gonna have like five years of DLC. Don't worry. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. So I ca- so I I looked at just a bunch of the other fighting games. And I looked at Capcom, like because last last binge it was all. All SNK, all King of Fighters. And now I'm like, there's a whole world. I'm still going to keep playing King of Fighters, but I want to look at the rest of these. So I'll probably am most interested in the Arc System work stuff, Mm -hmm. um, which Austin hates, so it's probably pretty cool. 
<laughs> yeah, of course he hates it. Why wouldn't he? You know, anything good. Of course. Yeah. I remember my timeline was like, Third Strike is so overrated. So I was like, wait a minute. So this is... So it's weird to be like, there's like multiple levels there because it was underrated. But now it's appreciated in this certain sector really heavily above everything else. So then this sector of my people I follow on Twitter are like, no, it's overrated. <laughs> So. Ask ask Pat about Third Strike. He'll talk to you about Third Strike for hours. Oh, jeez. Cool. Cool. Um, I like Q. Q's cool. Q's awesome. Right. Um, he's such a stereotype. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, another metal mask wearing person with the. Oh, he's not a robot? <laughs> I think it's ambiguous. Okay, cool. These games are really great. Um... I showed the King of Fighters cast and the Street Fighter 2 cast to Anna, and Anna was like, all right, so this is WWE racist Epcot yeah. for Street Fighter 2. <laughs> and she said, for King of Fighters, it was, um, these look like a bunch of people you'd meet it at an interstate joint strip club slash gas station, <laughs> Where her, was her quote. So I showed her Terry, and he's like, yeah, he's like a sketchy, nice trucker guy. Yeah. <laughs> then just went from there. You should have um, told her no. I think I think he's actually pretty okay. <laughs> I really like Terry. He just seems nice, chill. Ryu has no doesn't seem to have much chill going on. No, right? no, not at all. Yeah, stick up. His he's butt. like very intense, very serious. Oh my god, stick up his butt. And then Terry's just like, hey, let's go back to this tournament. I can meet my friends, meet up with my friends again. Yeah. Have a good time punching punch each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, fighting games are cool. I want to play a lot more. Cool. Maybe I'll play more um, Hyperdimension Neptunia at some point. Yes. <laughs> you probably should. I've got a lot of stuff I want to play. Like, I really kind of <laughs> want to play Binding of Isaac before the end of the year mm-hmm. just to talk with you all about it. I don't right. think I'll be able to play it extensively enough to say anything, but just, you know. Be a part of the conversation. Um, Hashtag join the Hashtag conversation. Join. <laughs> Shit. Hashtag join the conversation. <laughs> um, so what? And then right now, most recent stuff is like the new, um, all the new Persona 4 games and Street Fighter 5 is coming out and King of Fighters 14 is on its way, I guess. Yeah. Um, cool. Life is good. And I think that's basically all I've been playing. Cool. Cool. I play a little bit of the Strider arcade game and it's pretty. Yes, Strider's awesome. <laughs> we'll never not love Strider. All right. And Rhett, the Clitoris Cataclysm. <laughs> Wait, why am I the Clitoris? You're the Clitoris Cataclysm. Oh, right, because John is like the Pussy Destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing other than cataclysming those clitorises? Clitori? Um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I played a little game we've talked about before. It's called Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 2. Oh, huh. Wow, it's funny. Like, John played one and you played two. Yeah, weird. <laughs> weird. Uh, so I talked about this game a while ago and played it like six months ago or so. Maybe mm. not, not quite that long. But a uh, big thing in Neptunia 2 is that there's multiple endings. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of endings. But, like, most of them are just additional things to the neutral ending. So I went, did that one, and then I got the true end, and I was like, oh, I'll replay the game again to get back to Chapter 5 on New Game Plus, 
and go for one of the other endings. Mm-hmm. And then I never did that because it's really fucking boring. Yeah. Just mashing really through all the dialogue. And, and the reason I thought it would be easier, and it probably was still in the end, to do that was because getting this ending requires a ton of share manipulation mm-hmm. really early in the game in order to get all the goddesses in, ch- in Chapter 5 and then having to pump the ne- planet Neptune back up to over 50. Mm-hmm. So once you're level 99 characters, like you can do that pretty quickly and just grind some quests and then do the Coliseum stuff. Yeah. So anyways, after all this delaying and I finally, inspired by Undertale, I think it was right after we did the Undertale podcast, I was like, okay... It's time to get to the ending in, in Neptunia where everyone dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was it I, worth it? I thought that would get a little more reaction from John, but I guess not. No, John doesn't care. John's doing something eh. else right now, I guess. John's <laughs> doing John's doing homework. Eh. <laughs> that was my big dramatic reveal, and nobody said anything. So yes, <laughs> Neptunia Rebirth 2 has an ending where everybody dies. So I very deliberately... I hope Nepgear. I hope Nepgear is counted among that number. I got some bad news for you. Oh, fuck all. So, we're, I'm just gonna go full spoilers here, I guess. So, um, in order to trigger yeah, this ending, it. one of the things you have to do is listen to these chirpers that talk about the Holy Sword, mm-hmm. and then, so f- what? For whatever reason, when you fill these specific requirements, instead of going to Chapter Six, you go to Chapter Apocalypse. Oh. And then and at the very start of it, Nepgear is like, well, what about that Holy Sword thing? Why don't we do that? So you go get the Holy Sword, and then they find out it's really weak and, like, busted and rusty. Oh. And they realize the sword is charged by the blood of goddesses. Oh. So. Oh. They're like, well, if the world's Uh-oh. gonna end, Aww. why don't we just use this and kill each other to make the sword and then the whole world won't end, won't end. it'll just all of us will be dead <laughs> okay and then everybody's like no fuck that we're not doing it Oh. and then they're like well what if we just give all our shares to Plan Neptune and the other goddesses are like no that's a bad idea and they all, <laughs> all start fighting because shit has to go wrong eventually so yeah, you end up like going to war with uh PlayStation and taking all their shares. Oh, God. And then you fight Noir and what? Uni, her, her little sister, who's oh, only no. this one. And then you defeat them, and Noir is just like, let's fucking do this. And she grabs the sword from you and st- kills herself. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, <my> God. Wow. <laughs> Remember when these games used to be happy? Yeah, so, so this is like almost like a tongue in cheek, like super overly dramatic. <laughs> dark ending and and it doesn't really have the impact of undertale because once you're on this path like you have no choice it's just gonna happen Mm -hmm. so then uni's like okay do it and then nepgear takes the sword and kills uni wow so at this point so like yep oh they're just like okay yep shit's going down so you go pay a visit to blanc and ram and ram (laughs) you fight them you kill Blanc. And then oh, good. The one scene that really fucking got me was <laughs> when Blanc dies, she says to Ram and Ram, you have to act like goddesses now because you're the ones in charge. Oh, no. And then Nepgear turns into him and is like, not for long. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I mean, she doesn't actually say that, but that's basically what's implied. That it's like, be, nah, that'd not be, really. That'd be really great for her character, though. Just like, uh, not for long. <laughs> so they they really ham this one up where they start crying. Oh, they don't want to die. And okay. I'm just like, fucking. <laughs> it goes full chrono crusade. I'm just like, fucking come on. And then you stab them to death and get their powers. <laughs> so... My main problem with this arc is that even through all this, Nepgear still does not grow as a character. Oh my god. She's still this kind of just ho-hum. I've, I've learned nothing protagonist. Oh. So then you head over to Leanbox, and Vert has taken none of this shit. She's like, well, why don't I just kill you and Neptune? Well, that's a so good she, point. <laughs> yeah. So you fight her, and she, for story reasons, like you beat her in the game, but then she like repels you. Ooh. So you don't kill her right away. <laughs> then this okay. is so ridiculous. But she's she's weakened. Mm. And then Underling shows up. <laughs> Underling shows up and gets revenge on Vert and basically beats her within an inch of her life. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so you go running back and Nepgear kills Underling. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> It was just like, she. this is her one moment of like development where she's just like, you know what? Screw this. Shank. And that underling's just like, what? And Nepgear's like, I should have done that a long time ago. Oh, God. <laughs> and then Vert is there dying, so you finish her off to get her powers. <laughs> so now it's just Neptune and Nepgear. Wow. Neptune... <laughs> Is like, hey, Nepgear, let's go for a walk in the woods. Uh oh. Oh, and God. She gives this speech about how, I don't even remember, but it, you know where this is going. Yeah. Where she's like, okay. Oh, and, oh, and she does it in her little Nepgear, Neptune way of just like really flourishy language. Like, why don't you give me a nice little stabby stabby with that sword of yours? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not sure I could stab somebody who told me to give them a good old stabby stab. It's, it's like, completely ridiculous. And then it's like, Nepgear's like, no, I can't. And Neptune's, and Neptune, of all characters, is the one who's like, fucking man up and just kill me. Because if this sword is too weak, then all this was for nothing. Yeah. Like, Neptune is being the responsible one. That's not possible! It's, it's so out of character, and Nepgear is still the shitty, meh, meh, I don't want to do this. So she kills Neptune and gets the powered sword, and then you go fight the last boss, and it dies in... Oh, so you fight the last... So you get the powered up sword, you go fight the last boss, and she just laughs at you. Oh. She just goes, you just killed all your friends and family, I've already won. Oh, damn. And that's it. That's harsh. That's fucking harsh. It's so good. That ending sounds like it's fucking worth it. <laughs> after after hearing how crazy it was, like I was a little disappointed, but I guess when I describe everything like this, it's it's pretty crazy. I love that. The last boss is literally just like, <laughs> I fucking I win, win. I won already. Because <laughs> she's right. So then, like, the nations all dissolve, everything becomes Plan Neptune, and Nepgear's just like, oh, was this the right choice? And then cut to credits. It's just like, you've learned nothing! You're still a <laughs> shitty main character, and now you're the only god of this world. 
It's the ultimate bad end. Wow. Game industry loses. Yeah. Game yeah. industry over. They kind of imply that, like, yeah, it's going to collapse under a monopoly now. <laughs> Ramza, what did you get? Neptune, what did you get? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so silly. So I guess in Rebirth 2, so that ending was in uh, Mark 2, the original yeah. version. I guess in Rebirth 2, they added an alternate version of that where you can save everyone. But I'm not as interested in grinding for that. Because in order to get that one, you literally have to grind Nepgear to rank 8 Lily with, like, everyone. Oh, I did that for the true end. It's... Yeah. Mm. So everybody can be friends with Nepgear, the best character. Quick, everybody love Nepgear! She's so great, isn't she? The only way you'll get this really great ending... That's the only one worth seeing. Make sure everybody loves Nep Gear. <laughs> Nobody loves Nep Gear. Nobody. So is she just? Is this entire game just a setup to making fun of her in the other games, like in Rebirth Three? Honestly, I, I think so. Like because that's basically her whole shtick in Rebirth Three is just like. Like man, everybody thinks you're so boring, <laughs> and like, so but but they do have some fun with it. Like when she starts getting flustered at people calling her boring, they, <laughs> they have they have very funny way of pointing out all of her negative qualities. <laughs> That's and so it's weird. just a fourth wall breaking thing that they About do. How nobody liked the character they introduced in the second game, and it's just like, oh, here she is displaying this kind of negative trait, and then the game does a very funny thing with it that I, I won't spoil it because I don't. I, I think that like Rhett will enjoy it because they play it up really well. That's good. So like this whole game is just a setup to that joke. Yeah. Because <laughs> gosh, they they keep putting her in everything, anyways. Though. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure she's in Victory 2 and she's going to be in Sega Hard Girls. It's like, uh Like, I guess you're fine as long as you're the, not the main character, but jeez. Yeah. Stay as far away from my mainline party and story as you can, please. Yeah. Or we can have a story where everybody dies except her. Oh. <laughs> except her. Yeah. I, why did they designate her the one to kill everybody? I, like, why not even Neptune? Yeah, like, if the, all you needed was to just, like, bring all of the world's shares to Planet Neptune, Neptune could have easily been the one to have done it. But That's, I guess if, they needed, if it needed the blood of silly. four goddesses, you know. Mm-hmm. It's dumb anime bullshit, but it, that's why we like it. It's a dumb ending. It's yeah. silly. <laughs> you can YouTube it, I guess. Yeah. Oh, but then the YouTube version is, like, it's Mark II and English voices. I'm just like, nope. I like the English voices, so you I like them too. can suck it. I like them too. I started enjoying the game a lot more after I switched to the English voices. Really? Yep. Yeah. I think the English voices are just way better and less shrieky and annoying. Mm-hmm. I do want to replay Sonic Adventure with the Japanese voices. <laughs> oh, that's such a great way to. Oh, it's such a great way to play the game because it's so just like I am weeb trash. Where even Sonic the Hedgehog is not Western enough for me. <laughs> Because, like, that's a character that's, like, yeah, he's designed for Western sensibilities. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He makes sense in English, but... Honestly, it's mostly just that the voice acting Sonic Adventure is really, really bad in oh, English. It's terrible. It's <laughs> it's not as bad as Sonic Adventure 2 where they didn't even retime it to be 
Oh, God. Because the lines just play over each other. Yeah. Oh, man. And in Sonic Adventure 2, the um, the vo- audio balancing is completely off. Yeah. I was it's like... Really sad. I don't care now, but, man, I was so, like, legitimately bummed when I got that game. And, like, the audio was, like, way lo- lower than the music. Yeah. It's and, like, so they were talking over each other. And I'm just like... Because I loved the story in the first game. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this garbage? <laughs> Don't you guys care about the story of Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> and like the story in the second game, it care they care about itself. It's like anime in space, hedgehogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of cares in the with the story beats at the end, and it's all like yeah, sac- Shadow sacrificing himself, and you're you faker. Oh. And then they, but then the story presentation can't even carry that. No. Yeah, the presentation of that game is so bad; it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think is its official Soxcast opinion that Adventure One is obviously the superior game <laughs> because that's yeah. very controversial, as it turns out. I think Sonic Adventure Two has this weird cult like nostalgia following, and I don't understand it at all. Mm-hmm. It's kids who had it on GameCube, I think. Uh, yeah, that's that's the only thing that I can think of. And like that I'm, whole Obama meme. Oh like, God! I'm chaos control. And yeah, I'm the true hedgehog, Mitt Romney. <laughs> it's so stupid. I'm literally reading Twitter, and some like re- a really academic games writer with a Rouge the Bat icon. Oh, <laughs> it's just... great! <gasps> it's great. Go so anyway, moving on. I just. Continue. I just realized the three games I have on here are Japanese RPGs. Oh, whoa. Which is interesting because... So the next game I played was uh, Trails in the Sky, first chapter. Woo, this game looks so nice. Played with some tits, did you? Yeah, I, I wrote this down as tits in the sky for the thing. Um, and I said that's ironic because this is the game that made me think I don't like Japanese RPGs that much. Oh, no. No. Because this is just... A very, very old school, slow as fucking molasses. I saw Japanese like, ass RPG. I saw you I've get your first. Takes a long time. I saw you get your first achievement, which was called Prologue. Six and a half hours in. <laughs> yeah. So like, there's this. There's an intro scene, which is what I had played last time we did a normal podcast, which is like half an hour, and then kind of a gameplay tutorial, and then the screen comes up. It says prologue, and I think, oh, I just finished the prologue. No, that was the start of the prologue. Whatever the first hour is, I don't fucking know. This is the prelude. Yeah. <laughs> Even though there's a dungeon in it. That's what I call it before I go to bed at night, the prelude. <laughs> Great. Yeah! See what I did there? So then there's this whole, like, five-hour prologue <laughs> chapter, and I'm just like, get to the end of that, I'm just like... Oh, now I'm in chapter one, really? And I just, I don't know about that game. Like, so, people love it so much, but. So what is it that's not grabbing you? Is it just the fact that it's like. It's typical, slow. Is it the fact that it's typical Falcom non-story kind of stuff where it's just like, this isn't really a story. <laughs> like, or just I've like. I've heard it's better than Ease about that. I'd better, it better considering how much. I know it goes places. Game. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, it's just it's just so slow. The prologue yeah. just really just... I think... And this is an idea I had of throwing out there, and I'm like really seriously considering just like using Cheat Engine to, to put my characters at level 99. And just oh, wow. It, and just play it as a visual novel, because the gameplay part itself is just 
doing zero for me right now. Ouch. Well, it's just like the combat's really slow, mm-hmm. which is not something Falcom games usually have a problem with. Yeah, Falcom games are usually yeah, just like true. right in like, there. From the Ease games are just like fucking blazing. Yeah. So it's just like even coming off Neptunia and stuff, like it's just so slow and there's like no button to skip animations on spells and stuff. Mm. And yeah, story-wise, like very, very little has happened, but I guess nothing would happen because I'm st- was still in the prologue. <laughs> so it's it's just like well, I'm probably at the part where stuff starts happening, but it's just like I also just kind of realized that like longer than Lord of the Rings trilogy or longer than War and Peace like isn't really a selling point for me mm. <laughs> when it's no. like. Or you could play something like Undertale that's like six hours long and amazing. Mm-hmm. Or have a game with a six hour long prologue. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's weird. The Steam tracking on that seems really off, or the game time itself is off, because it's like the game says I've played four and a half hours, mm-hmm. and Steam says I've played seven. So I don't know what's going on there. That's uh oh. So. Yeah, for what it's worth, I've heard that it's a slow burn, but yeah, I didn't yeah, hear that from anyone like Reputable. Very so. slow burn. So I I'm uh, if you don't feel like keeping up with it, that's fine. Yeah, yeah it it's because it's like it's also like profoundly ugly. <laughs> like, oh wow! You know, oh, it, it's a PSP game with like pre-rendered sprite characters. Like, I really like that look, but I guess I haven't had to stare at it for seven hours yet. Yeah, <laughs> Mario and Luigi Dream Team has pre-rendered characters, and they look. But okay. just like, and then it's just kind of like the really low polygon. It's a PSP game being run at like really high resolution on Yeah, PC, so it just is... looks kind of blown out and Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. I looked at it and thought that it looked a lot like um Saga Frontier, which I thought was a selling oh. point. Oh yeah. I would I would say Saga Frontier looks better. Oh, okay. And yeah, then the then the sprites themselves are just kind of blurry and pre-rendered and not like actual like hand-drawn sprites. Mm. Mhm. It's uh, it's so frustrating, but then it's like, oh, and then, then this game itself is just like part one of a two-chapter thing, and the second one's way bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That might not be a journey it's, you'd want to take. It's a hell of a journey. I, so I get that. Maybe I'm really strongly considering just like the not level 99 thing, because... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I enjoy visual that's, novel that's, stuff. I mean, I've read all of Uminako, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was a trip. Which is but... a huge-ass game. Which is a huge-ass story. Yeah. It was a huge-ass story too. and a huge-ass waste mm-hmm. of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad I picked that. I'm glad I didn't. I waited to pick that up or not pick that up until like, y'all had your big reaction to the last chapter. I was like, oh, No. No. I wrote think... myself into a corner. Fuck you! <laughs> Parachutes out the window. I've heard the manga version of Chapter 8 is actually way better and actually explains everything. So I'm going to pick that up sometime. Mm. But And then Umineko was also like reading that over the course of several years. Because yeah. we were just doing it as each chapter came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but basically, just thinking about... T- I almost said tits in the sky again. <laughs> thinking about trails in the sky was just like... Because we had that chap- the discussion on the Undertale chapter about like quality of hours per game. Like, yeah. Are you really going to spend a hundred hours playing a game 
that you're not really enjoying that you much. Shouldn't. You shouldn't, but people do, but <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five, cough cough. <laughs> oh ouch. <laughs> so somehow this all thinking about hundred hour games and like what do you really Coming want right after time? after Undertale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So somehow just thinking of like, well if I'm gonna play one really, really fucking long Japanese RPG it's going to be Xenoblade Chronicles. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's a good choice. I picked that back up. That game's pretty good. talking about it like nine months ago on the Sox cast. Yeah. So, okay, I actually took... Is that on Steam? No, I'm, have a... I'm emulating it, but I do, oh, own, then you have I do own a copy. Okay, yeah, but I just was like, oh. Oh, so... I've, been, I've been launching it through Steam because I'm lazy. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, a couple tips... Pro tips okay. for y'all. Don't save state while moving in a direction. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> when I came back to my save, oh, that's weird. Shulk is walking forward a little bit. Oh. But, so I'm like, I reconfigure my controller. Because I had a ton of problems with that when I first started because of dead zones. Like, my controller was too sensitive. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm like, recon- and I'm using a different controller now. So I'm like, reconfiguring it. I'm like, no, he's still walking forward. I'm like, okay, dead zone 50. Oh, he's he's still walking forward for some reason. Oh, no. so, so then after like an hour, I'm just like, why don't I just load like the actual save file? Because you can like do you can do save states or just actual like in menu saving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I just load a save and it's fine. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I just probably save stated while tilting forward and it just saved that. Yep. <laughs> wow. So, so that was like an hour lost there, and I'm just like, oh god, I'm so dumb. <laughs> And like, you can save anywhere in that game. So, yeah, you're kind of double dumb. Yeah. Um, I updated my Dolphin version because it was, like, crashing every 15 minutes. Oh. Even though I was using what is still currently the latest build, mm-hmm. I updated it to, like, um, I was using, oh, why is, I'm trying to look. I was using 4.0.2. And now I'm on like 4.0.8, and that oh. is very stable. Like, can play for hours without any crashing. So that's nice. That's good. And there's no, and that game just runs like locked 30 now. I don't even get dips anymore. So like awesome. They, they have really optimized the hell of that damn emulator. Yeah, that 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 like you see, I see progress reports on that emulator's progress all the damn time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, so, so even since I've played a few months ago, like it has gotten even better, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that game's really grabbing me, right? Finally, because I like first dabbled with it when it came out in Europe. Like I downloaded the ISO and tried it on my modded Wii, and, like, and played for like half an hour and got to the first time. It's like, okay, this seems neat, but I'm not really interested in playing it right now. Mm-hmm. And then you know, played it on Dolphin a couple months ago, and it's like, oh, yeah, this seems really good. I'm not really interested in playing it right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going somewhere with this. So like, the first hours of that game have existed to me for, like, several years now. Yeah. So, like, five minutes after where I was, the main town gets attacked and, like, wrecked. Yeah. And I had no idea. And I'm like, oh, that's my home. That's been my place for, like, two years. So it's almost like Trails in the Sky pacing here. Yeah, like... Only well, that game like Xenoblade Chronicles has a hell of a slow burn start too. Like that game does not get interesting until that moment. 
even then that moment is still like two hours in instead of like six like trails in the sky. That's a good point. I'm wondering what people are going to think of Dragon Quest Seven uh, when it comes out because that game has got like seven. Oh, really? Hours, that game's got like seven hours of prologue with no combat. <laughs> oh jeez, I think people will be fine with it. I seem to be the only one who's just like JRPGs are too goddamn long. <laughs> so, uh, slight Xenobate spoilers. Do you know where I'm going with this? I know where you're going. Go for it. I had no idea about this. They fucking kill the girl right at the start. Yep. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm so pissed now. And that fills you with determination. It sure as hell does. Shulk is like, we're going to fucking kill that Metal Face bitch. <laughs> that's that's the entire plot right now is just chasing Metal Face. Yeah. What a great name. Yeah. Metal Face. <laughs> Well, it's, it's it's accurate. It is. <laughs> you can't say it's not. <laughs> yeah, that, that game's really cool. And it's really nice looking for the Wii, especially. Like, yeah. Like, even, int- without, even without the dolphin yeah, uh, fuckery, right. you know, I play that game mm-hmm. on my TV just fine. I was like, yeah, this looks great. Cool. It's interesting seeing that, like, I'm kind of thinking of it, like, this is a game that takes a macro approach to graphics, where... It's just going for huge draw distances and like these scenic vistas while kind of textures up close, maybe not so great, especially on yeah. the edges. Yeah. But just having a thing that like anywhere you see, you can go there and like it's not even like using low detail models for stuff in the distance. Like, no, no that's actually it. So, especially on Dolphin, like stuff in the distance looks amazingly good because it's just using the same textures. Yeah. Models. God. It's it's so nice looking, and I just got to a new area that looks a lot different. I'm like, cool, because it's been a lot of planes and caves so far. Yeah, yeah. First part yeah. of that game is very planes and caves heavy. Yeah. And I, I had this Dark Souls moment where... So the whole conceit of this game is that it takes place like on these giant robots from pa- the past, and like you're living on their body. Yep. So you start in a town that's like located... They just say, we're on the ankle, mm-hmm. and that just... That seems like super weird, and then then a little bit later, like, oh, we're on the leg, and now we're on the knee. Mm-hmm. So there's a part where I'm like on the upper thigh, basically, mm-hmm. kind of near his crotch. Look to your <laughs> left, and you're looking for a giant dong. No, I look down, and I can see his ankle, and there's a crater there, and I'm like, holy shit, that's the fucking starting village. Yeah, and it's this weird Dark Souls moment of like looking down into the basin, and like, oh my god, I can see where I've been, and yeah, that shit's really cool. And just kind of tracing my route back up the leg. It's like, oh, this this kind of makes sense now. Weird. Because <laughs> now they're like, okay, we need to go around the stomach to get to his back. And I'm just like, man, like, what a weird world this is. It's really cool. That sounds really cool. Yeah. And then, like, these, so there's these two, like, giant, gigantic mechs that were in a battle. So there's, like, a sword connecting them where one of them mm-hmm. stabbed the other. I wonder if eventually I get to walk across that sword Ah. and if it's going to be like, like this five mile long field of whatever, but I I have no idea where this game goes. And that's really exciting. It goes places. Cool. How much have you played of it? I've played a lot. I've played 20, Oh really? 25, 26 hours. I never completed it, but that's the one thing I heard a lot about this game is people just never quite finish it. There's just, like, there's a deluge of side quests that this game uh, is happy to pile in your lap. 
Yeah, and that's... they do it just at this constant rate that is annoying as hell. Yeah, mm. I've been ignoring side quest stuff so far. It's just like comical how you'll go up to one character and they're like, oh, can you kill three bats for me? And then you just talk to them again. They're like, oh, man, these crabs. Can you kill, kill four crabs for me? And you talk to them again. Oh, man, can you kill like this wolf over there for me? It's just like you're having one NPC give me like four kill quests at once. I Like for real? Yeah, I think there are like 480 quests in that oh, game. It's, <laughs> it, it's why? It's like, utterly stupid. It's so oh. How much does it like feel like an MMO? Just like playing the game. A lot. Yeah. If especially if you're paying attention to those quests, like it really feels like just pointless bullshit. Gotcha. But then the combat itself does actually really remind me of Final Fantasy Mm -hmm. Eleven. Especially because Shulk feels very similar to how thieves play in that game, where his stuff is like get behind an enemy to do a huge attack for more damage or get to the side of an enemy to stab him and lower their, their defense. Like he's very position based and that's kind of how thieves in Final Fantasy 11. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to like let your other characters pull aggro and stuff so you can actually do those. things. Yeah. So a lot of the time Ryan is like just keeping the enemy on him and then I have a healer in the back who shoots with healing bullets. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> So I was playing as Shulk most of the time, and then I got to this one boss, um, the the other metal guy with the face so far, mm-hmm. and he fucking wrecked me like three times. And I was like, okay, I need to. I didn't I really didn't want to grind, mm-hmm. but I'm like, well, if I'm gonna grind, why don't I play Sharla for a bit? Like, just do a different character, so I'm not just like completely bored out of my mind grinding. So I I learn her a bit, and then I'm like. I think I got this down. So I go into that fight again while playing as her instead of Shulk and won on my first try. Nice. That was, that was pretty cool. Yes. I, I'm like, I'm a better healer than the AI. Yeah. Kept, kept everyone alive and then did the combo and knocked him down. You know, tip for that boss, lowers HP. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. That was, but, uh, yeah. that was sent in by our good friend, uh, Jetstorm4, yeah. who, who also wrote uh, the uh, strategy guide for 259 other JRPGs. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> That boss summons AI, or not yep. AI, but just, like, he summons a bunch of robots when you start the fight, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, so I focus on them, get them down, do the combo on him, and he stands back up and does summons more AI, and I'm like, yep. fucking goddammit. But then, like, somehow I actually chipped him out while, like, doing one damage. Like, oh, he wow. just hit that trigger of 50% life, and the fight just ended. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like... I was a little underleveled because I haven't been doing any side quests. Yeah. That shit's so bad. Yeah, it's not fun. Even even if they just did the, only the ones that had like a little story to them, like, oh, I lost my daughter. Can you go find her? Like, yeah. anything, but just like these kill quests. And then they just, like, a lot of them just automatically turn themselves in when you finish them. Which is convenient, but still. It's convenient, but then it just kind of emphasizes how kind of meaningless they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because some That's of them, some of them do make you go back to the NPC because there's a story resolution. Like, oh, you found the thing for me. Yeah. And even those are just like, oh, I lost my necklace or my ring, and like I've seen kind of that conceit like three or four times already. Yeah. But yeah, th- they're bad. That game's really cool, and the cutscenes are amazing. Yes. So. Did you play with English or did you play with British or Japanese voices? British, of course. Okay. Did the lip sync work? Seemed fine to me. Hmm. Because in like the really heavily produced like 
action cutscenes, mm-hmm. the voice act, the lip sync in the Japanese version is like better than anything I've ever seen. Really? As far as, as, far as <laughs> like, they're actually mouthing every syllable, and I've, I've literally never seen that in a Japanese game. Because <laughs> yeah, usually, it's usually they just, just don't give a shit. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Those cutscenes are fucking awesome looking. Like, they're so well-directed and just, like, they're hype as fuck. Yeah. they're so anime. They're really good. And even though the combat's, like, not great, I do really like how they're trying to work in Shulk's, like, time. Reversibility. Well, not... I mean, maybe that's something you get later, but he he has, like, visions of the future. Yeah. Kind of predict, like, what the enemy's going to do and then take actions to stop it yeah like e- even as charla like when i'm playing as her if an enemy's gonna do a big attack you can just use a sleep bullet on them and they'll break that mm-hmm. or as shulk you can like put a shield on somebody to do an it block an attack you know is coming up so that's that's really neat for a jrpg to yeah. kind of work in a story conceit like that it works both in a story sense and it's a cool little mechanic to engage with in the combat yeah you know it gets a little old if like <clears throat> Because you have to watch those like premonitions every time, so sometimes yeah. losing a fight, like they'll show you like five in a row. It's just like, yeah. okay, I get it. Shit's coming up. I'm gonna yeah. die. <laughs> I'm going to save as many as I possibly can. So, yeah, that game's pretty cool. Hell yeah, it is. And that just might be what I'm playing for the rest of the year. Yeah, that'll probably take you the rest of the cool. year. Even just... I'm really glad you're enjoying it. Even just like ignoring a lot of the side quest stuff, that game is stupidly long yeah which is weird that i went from trails in the sky being like this is too long to xenoblade because i just like if i'm gonna play one hundred for rpg it's gotta be like the really really good one oh people love trails in the sky so much though i don't know do they love trails in the sky or do they love the idea of trails in the sky i don't did chelsea ever actually finish that game i don't know (laughs) there you go well then again people don't finish xenoblade Exactly. So they're basically on the same level. Maybe 100-hour RPGs are just kind of weird in general. And they can just be really good on those terms. But those terms are kind of funky. Yeah. But just Xenoblade's grabbing me way, way more more immediately. Like, it doesn't feel like a slog yet. And I think that it has a lot more themes that kind of match up to the kind of things that you like. Yeah, it's anime as hell. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's so anime. Oh man, you get out there and like Metal Face shows up, and he's got a whole fucking army, and then, like, lasers start raining down. I'm like, yep, yep. This, is, this is fucking great. Yep. Really good game. I just I just got Dunban back in the party. Oh, Dunban. He's my favorite. So, what's his role? Like, he seems kind of all over the place. I think that he doesn't really develop until you start messing around with his skill upgrades. Like, I think you really just want to spec him out to any hole that you might have in your party. Hmm. It's right been now, a while since I've played this game as well, mind you. So, like, yeah. my information on it isn't quite as fresh. I just remember watching... Like, the last time I interacted with this game, I was watching Eric play it. Yeah. On twitch.tv slash Eric <laughs> I do remember seeing him towards the end. I was like, I don't want to watch this stuff because I'm totally, I'm totally going to play this totally game someday, you guys. you guys. And then, now I actually am, so... Yeah. <laughs> and now like, you don't yeah. remember anything, so it's all good. Yeah. Because it's like, I got Shulk as kind of damage dealer and... You need him, obviously, to yeah, yeah. deal damage. And then Ryan's the tank, and then Charla's healing and support. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of not sure where Dunbond fits in. Because I was looking at, just kind of glancing at his skills, and one of them's like, 
takes gets more aggro when not wearing armor. I'm like, what? <laughs> Am I just supposed to have him running around naked or something? Seems counterintuitive. Yeah. It's just like, is he a tank? Is he damaged? Is he, he healing? Pe- he pisses people off by the mere fact that he's displaying his naked body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rhett would know. Rhett knows how that feels. <laughs> oh. Yep, that's what I've been up to. Cool. Um, I've been up to a few things myself. Oh, really? Woo! Yeah. Um, I played this. Uh, I played a little more <laughs> of this little game that you guys might have heard of. Uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth Three. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, I've been playing some more of that. Still haven't completed it yet. Um, it actually kind of feels longer uh, than the first two games. Uh, or, or I'm just progressing at a much slower pace. I don't know. Um. But I'm noticing that I'm feeling that this game is just, like, consistently, like, still as witty and consistently funny, if maybe even a, a bit more funny, because, you know, you've established these characters now, and, like, there are certain roles, you know, within the story that they can easily fit into, but the fact that it's, like, this world where nobody really is familiar with Neptune, they can kind of play with that in really fun ways, and, and Plutia is still the best character, obviously. <laughs> um that's good. I was really glad, hoping you weren't going to say this game's really worn out. It's welcome. No, not at all. Like, I'm still having a pretty good time. It's just, cool. uh, well, last few weeks have been kind of busy, so I haven't had as much time to devote to it as uh, yeah. I've wanted to. But uh, I just uh, finished Chapter 5 earlier today, and I think there's 8 or 9. So, mm-hmm. um, And I've got about 30 hours in it now. So, Oh, yeah, that definitely. I think the others are about 40-ish. Yeah, so... I'm either, you know, on par to match up with that or be just a bit over. Uh, but I think that it's still, like, just consistently a, a better game from a gameplay standpoint just because of a lot of the smart decisions they made with it. And, like, uh, grinding for items doesn't feel like it takes quite as long. And, like, getting some of the better upgrades, like Laplace's Eye and stuff like that, like, they didn't make those... They didn't put those behind really annoying enemies that don't drop their items and stuff anymore. So, like, I've already got, like, that. So I don't have to, like, squint your eyeballs looking for the hidden chests anymore mm-hmm. because they just show up. And there's, like, 19 of them on every map or something. Mm-hmm. There's a shit ton of them. <laughs> um, but, like, like, I looked up some of the requirements for this game's true ending. And it looks like it's going to be kind of a bitch. Because oh. there, there's a lot of stuff you've got to keep track of over multiple chapters. Uh, you've got to make sure you hit specific chirper events and certain uh, information events or you'll like, cause just missing one will mean, Oh, whoops. Nope. You ain't getting it. Yeah. I kind of remember when this came out on Vita, like nobody knew how to get the true ending. Yeah. And, and I think like in general, you don't really need it. Like they're not as different as they are in the previous games. Yeah, that might be, but I'll probably still shoot for that. Yeah. And if I and if I get the good ending, I'll probably just like YouTube the true ending because it's just yeah. like I like I, this game, but I don't want to play it again. Like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm in no hurry oh, to, to play yeah. it again. Mm-hmm. Rushing through those games is no fun. No, you, you kinda, <laughs> I know because yeah, I did right it up too. He, he did that. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'm still having a great time with it. Still love those characters. Still thank you that you know. <laughs> I still love all of the little events that pop up. Like you know, you get to the start of a new chapter, and all of a sudden there's like 32 new events to watch. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I know what I'm doing for the next hour. It's like I've got to do that. I'm probably going to do that after we're done recording. Like I just hit chapter six, and there's like, oh, okay. Here's a bunch of chirpers I need to go watch, and a bunch of events. 
So let's go do that for you huh. know, an hour. In Rebirth 1, it seems like there's only ever one event at a time. Yeah, they don't, like... They they kind of, like, started getting more and more into that system like, as the series goes on. Um, and there's also, like... Um, plant like nep channel or something where it's like you've got like a quiz show and like a, a home shopping network that pops up every chapter and i guess if you play the uh the quiz show uh through all of the game's chapters and you like you get all of the questions right in the game you get like a really big prize at the end so and i haven't got any questions wrong yet so cool hopefully i'll be able to stick to that route mm. Is there um is there anything I need to worry about with Rebirth One like true ending wise? No, no. Okay. I, think I think the that... true end is just getting the shares up to like twenty percent or something. Yeah, I yeah. think you have to have R four at zero, and everybody else to twenty to twenty five, uh, and you'll be good. Oh, the, I didn't know the other shares were R four. Yeah, <clears throat> I thought it said R four. I don't know if that's a big reveal. It's pro- it makes sense because all the um. Because the only other like religious affiliation at this point, besides the goddesses, are the um, is the mystery. I um, might say question mark at the start. I think. Yeah, I think it's like other shares. Other oh yeah, it's, it's others. Oh, yeah. Well. Don't worry, I don't think of that as. It's not. It's, it's a cool. Not it's a cute that. touch. Yeah, just like copying, you know, game copying R four. I was like that. That was really clever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, uh, I, was, I was half expecting John to go. Oh. No, I actually got that a lot earlier. Because oh, yeah. um, I have an R4 card. Oh, <laughs> I have a Cyclo DS. Wait, actually, I think I have the M3 one. I only, use Cyclo, I only use the Cyclo DS for good. Yeah, of course. Me too. Never would use it for anything terrible. Yeah, good, like pirating games. <laughs> I'm the reason they don't localize Ace Attorney games anymore. That's <gasps> No, the reason they don't localize Ace Attorney games anymore is because they're crap now. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. The great Ace Attorney, though. <laughs> um. So yeah, definitely. You know, gonna be playing more Rebirth Three. I'll definitely be finishing it. It's really good, really fun, in all the right ways. Uh, and I've still been playing The Binding of Isaac Afterbirth. Um, that's just been, you know, like going through, you kind of like the game kind of gives you a to-do list with the post-it notes being like, Hey, you haven't done this on this character. And it kind of gives you little goals to shoot for, which is fun. Uh, but it's also fun to just have little one-off runs where you're not really trying to unlock anything or check something out the post-it note. Like, you know, I did a couple of streams, uh, this week where I was just like, let's just play some runs and see where it goes. And, you know, I ended up with this really great Isaac run that had <laughs> a, that, that features our, uh, one of my favorite new additions to the game, Bumbo. He is a little familiar that follows you around and eats coins. And the more coins he eats, the bigger and meaner he gets. And then he starts beating everybody's ass. He's oh, really boy. awesome. Bumbo want coin. <laughs> <laughs> Bumbo was, Bumbo was the hero of that run because I don't think I would have been able to last without the damage he was doing. Um, and then there were some Maggie runs that I did that just went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were terrible. Maggie just she's cursed or something. She is. She is. I was just, just getting nothing but garbage. No jobs. damage. I was getting garbage jobs. Like I didn't have any damage going into the final areas. Like I'm surprised the second run got to the dark room. Yeah. <laughs> I I was not expecting to get there. Let alone no, I knew I wasn't gonna live through it. Bandage carry. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, I'm having a great time with this game. But like, I think like the most interesting thing about it, and I'll paste it in uh, chat, and I'll probably put a link to it like when I put up uh, mm-hmm. the episode. But there was an ARG, uh, an alternate reality reality game that took place over um, the last week or so. Um, ever since the game has come out, there's been like constant iconography around the number 109. Um, and then, you know, like weird things started happening in the game. Like certain items had like weird text around them or, you know, like, or when like we weren't, I guess we weren't getting what they were trying to tell us with that. So like one night, like they upload, they, they like updated the generosity achievement with this new icon, which people thought was Morse code at first. It, kind, um, it does kind of look like it. It does look like Morse code, but then it turns out to basically spell out like, like, you know, if you do some conjiguring around and convert it to, you know, ASCII and it displays L E R B I E L. And if you threw that into imager, it gave you this image of the lost with, uh, uh, with, uh, eight silhouettes around him and like a Bible quote. And then, like, things just start getting a lot more twisted from there because you start getting references to the movie The Lost Boys, uh, which is basically what that was um, uh, hinting at. And and then, like, it's like, okay, wanted posters, wanted, or not wanted posters, but they're, like, missing posters. And it's like, well, what the hell's all that, you know? So, like, yeah, like, at 3035 mark in The Lost Boys, you know, a character says perfect timing, and then it cuts to a scene on the train bridge. And this train bridge obviously actually exists in uh, Santa Clara? Is it Santa Clara? Was it Santa Cruz? Santa Cruz. Where did I get Clara? I don't know. Uh, But anyway, like, somebody went to this bridge and found a missing poster uh, that has Isaac on it. Um, and there was a, a phone number that like kind of like had the last four numbers scratched off, but they were zero one zero nine. And when you called that number, you got this really weird <laughs> like voice message that was just like it had some backwards words in it. Like, you know, like it was uh, Isaac's name was said backwards, as was father. Um, and like you had to ask the machine a question. And the question was, um, where are you? Which is text that it appeared in the item menu <laughs> under the money equals power item, which I believe is the 109th entry uh, on is the it, items list. Is it really? I think it might be. Oh, um, fucking hell. <laughs> Was, I wonder if they moved it so to do that. It, I think they might have because they do have an entirely new um, item screen set up for Afterbirth. Like the items aren't just like it on three pages. It's just like... There's like four larger yeah. pages with just like a like I think it's twenty columns now. Um, and just as, as an aside, there were even like things that were being called bugs in the game, like oh the donation machine locks at one oh nine. That's a weird bug, and everyone's like you're a fucking liar. Yeah, and like if you look at the donation at the greed donation machine, like when it locked at one hundred nine, the the numbers that actually displayed were zero one zero nine, which oh, were also. Weird. The, which are all those also again the last four numbers of the phone that you had to call. And so like they keep playing with people messing around with the voicemail um and eventually we got another voicemail which 
somebody eventually played around with, and they turned that into fucking uh, <laughs> GPS. Coordinates. Yeah, they turned that into GPS coordinates. It was the first. It was like the first letter of each word. Yeah, the first. Yeah, and the only reason they got that was because uh, Ed tweeted back at someone um, about like what was it? We almost revealed more evil, right? Right, and that and like if you take the first letters from each word, it spells warmer. So like basically, somebody <laughs> took that as a hint to take the second um, voicemail message, which also contained a lot of backmasking. So you had to like recon, you know, you had to re-reverse it. <laughs> Um, and then they took that, they turned that into GPS data where they were able to uh, arrive at a location and dig up a greed doll. By the way, the address was at 109 something. Yes, yes, the address of the building was 109. Um, and this had like a bunch of nines on it, uh, but it also had I am Isaac's body written on it and it had an at symbol. Uh, it had like. The, the Unix code? Yeah, it had a Unix code for uh, the at symbol. Yeah. So they uh, so they deduced that at I am Isaac's body is a Twitter account that you had to have logged into and, like, you had to say something. So, so after <laughs> all of that shit, eventually, you know, it ended up to them unlocking uh, an entirely new character to play as once you fill up the greed donation machine. Which, that's... <laughs> That is just an insane amount of work to put into a hidden character. Well, not like they haven't done that before. Well, they did it before, but it was data mined in a matter of three days. Apparently people were really close to finding it. Yeah. Like, people knew, like, it was the posters and they were building it together. Yeah. But then data miners were just like, oh, by the way, here's the answer. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, apparently it took 109 hours to unlock. that's a weird. I think that that's just a rumor that it took yeah. them 109 hours to data mine the lost. I bet it feels like Edmund's the one spreading that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, but you know, it's, it's just it was just a really funny thing to watch, you know, happen and like, you know, to play around. Yeah. Like I didn't actually, you know, like I wasn't in the area, so I obviously couldn't be involved with going to the dig site and you know, digging up the greed doll and stuff. But like. It's pretty cool that, like, you know, there are, like, lost posters that people were able to get. And, like, you know, you got those little permanent pieces of history there, you know, that, you know, or, you know, like, and they, like who, how do you decide who keeps the greed dog? Yeah, I was wondering about that. Like, I'd be like, fucking me. <laughs> I'd be like, if I'm the one with the shovel, I'm keeping the greed doll. Oh, yeah, that was another thing. Like, part of the voice message was, like, we need to go deeper or something. Yeah. And that's a reference to an item in the game that's a shovel. So, yeah, had, they had to bring a shovel. Yeah. Edmund's like Edmund was tweeting the whole time, like teasing people, like don't do anything illegal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that is kind of a danger, you know. If you're throwing the public out there to do things, you never know what could happen. You know, it's hard to know like how much he had cleared, you know, with other people. You know, <laughs> like probably who, very little. Like the business at 109. Yeah, it's just like you know, like I imagine you know the somebody in the city had to like have known or, or had to have been there to have placed those things for him because I don't think he lives in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, I think but, Ty- Tyrone was actually like watching people from a van. Yeah. Cause then it sped away when they w- tried to approach it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he took a, he took a picture at, at, of them at where they were and tweeted it. And then like, as soon as they noticed the van, he fucking drove off. It's fucking creepy. 
but it was just like it was just the most amazing thing to watch unfold and yeah. I, i'm glad they did it you know because i i think that if you're gonna do it like this is the kind of game to do it with i was disappointed that so much of it kind of finished while i was asleep yeah yeah like, like i, I remember seeing um i think i was up during the last part of it hmm. So I got to see like people being like, "We fucking did it! We nailed it!" You know, because like I saw the uh, the I am Isaac's body uh, Twitter feed yeah. going on, and I followed it just to see what was going on. It was just a bunch of people shit posting because yeah, you know, you'd, of like, course, because you know you had to figure out like that the password was Isaac is dead. Yeah, just sad. He was like, <laughs> what, "What? What exactly is this saying about the game's lore now?" Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it was I went to sleep while the, the second voicemail had just gone up, and then everything was done in the morning. I'm like, aw. But that, that, that's, that's just a bunch of really <laughs> cool so shit. It's crazy. Um, for a character people don't like, apparently. Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> but it was the same with the Lost. Like, when they unlocked the Lost, it was like, oh, this character that can't take damage at all. And here's a character that you have to heal by using coins, and you also can't get health up bonuses or take devil deals so in a way he's kind of like the opposite of the lost in a way yeah because the lost can take all devil deals without impunity or with impunity i'll assume you're right there i don't know (laughs) like i don't know like much more about uh the character he's called the keeper um but i don't know anything about him because my greed machine is still at like 230 out of 9.99 so i've still got a way to go but apparently like the latest update made it to where you could at least get at least like 30 to 50 coins in at a time now so it's not gonna be as rough but that's still a lot of playthroughs of greed mode i mean that seems like the main thing in this expansion so yeah it makes sense they really want to hammer that in yeah what's the difference with greed mode uh, greed mode is just sort of like an arena mode where, like, you've got a button in the middle and you press the button and a timer starts counting down, but enemies spawn in. And if, like, you don't defeat the enemies by the time uh, the timer stops counting down, more enemies spawn in. And it just keeps adding and adding and adding until, or, or you can uh, sacrifice a half a heart of damage uh, to make it stop. And then you can pick up from where you left off. Huh. And then it continues down through a number of stages and then it ends. Yeah. Yeah, there. Yeah, each each um, each floor has uh, eleven waves. If you count uh, the guaranteed devil deal wave, if you want to take it, um, and there are six uh, six floors, I believe. So it's basically like the normal game is Zelda, and this is just like a survival mode. Yeah, yeah. I you're, see. you're like buying upgrades more than finding yeah, them. Yeah, because there's like a store on every uh, floor that you can go in, and you can re-roll the shop. A lot. You basically just... It's a very, like, um, concise Binding of Isaac experience where you can really... Like, if you play your cards right, you can get the build you want without having to rely too much on RNG. Mm, That makes sense. So, yeah, Binding of Isaac Afterbirth, it's still proving, you know, fun and interesting when they're not fucking around with (laughs) patches. That's what what I wanted to ask about was, like, what's all this with, like, nerfing characters and whatnot that's pissing people like you Oh, God. <laughs> beta testing. This, this, yeah, we're beta testing, essentially. Thanks. We're beta testing balance pro- balance fixes, because it's just like, every new update they put out, they like, like, wonder if, like, a uh, character is Zazel. He's, like, kind of an overpowered character in a way, but he's got his own drawbacks as well. Uh, but they completely killed his damage to the point to where he was useless. 
Uh, and it turns out, oh, no, I made a typo in my email to them. And it's like, well, didn't you fucking test that shit? And it, that's another problem with uh, Nicholas is they don't test shit. They just throw out updates. And when people get mad, the devs get really fucking snarky. That's what's so weird is that when people are like, hey, this shit's broken, they get so angry. Like, Edmund will, like, block people, it seems. And then... Yeah, Edmund blocks people. And Tyrone just, like, is just just a complete irredeemable douchebag about it. Oh. It's just like somebody like simply asked, you know, is like like because they, they recently nerfed the stopwatch, which is an item that once you get it, it slows everything down to, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, which is probably overpowered. But again, oh. I think that this is a yes. game. This is a game built on be, you know, having a lot of runs, you know, so like one br- one broken run out of every 10 or so isn't going to kill you, I don't think. But now it's mm-hmm. just like they've made this item kind of worthless for the lost which was kind of like one of the lost bigger strategies if you wanted to cheese it um but somebody was just like somebody asked tyrone simply like is it a bug or is this intended how to go and he's like i'd answer you but i'm busy watching spongebob <laughs> and it's like dude come the fuck on people pay people have now paid over 20 dollars for your fucking game and it was just like and, and then somebody else was like, well, could you at least include patch notes every now and then? And he's just like, patch notes are for people, patch notes are for game developers. We just make games. What? It's like, what? <laughs> it's just being a dick for the sake of being a dick, I think. And it's, it's, it's really starting to rub a lot of people in the community the wrong way. It's something that's coming up more and more on the, the Isaac subreddit. Um, well, it's it, just like, I kind of got like balance changes when the thing came out, but it's like, post ARG now they're doing these random balance changes where like the stopwatch gets completely changed and then like the battery is either broken or working as new intended and like people don't know if these things are bugs or not because there's no patch notes and they won't answer they won't give anybody a straight answer and so that's it's just that's another thing that made the ARG so weird is when like you keep saying these things are bugs but we don't trust you because you're like intentionally fucking with the community with this ARG. But then in the middle of that, of that, they upload a mode where greed mode just crashes. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Like how do you fucking not test to see if greed, if an entire mode of your game is not working and it did not fucking work for half a day. It's, like what? Like, and like the entire theme of your ARG has been greed. So how do we know that you're not just fucking with us? Maybe they weren't. We don't know. But yeah, it's just like, I, I don't want to be one of those people, but, like, if that's the way Nicholas is going to be about their shit, like, mm-hmm. I, I can't, I don't want to support them anymore just because yeah. it's just, like, you're being real shitty. Because all of their fucking releases are like this. Cave Story was bu- Cave Story was and still has things that are busted in it. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> I think that, like, yeah, if you want to be, like, too cool for school guy there's room for that but like when your customers are asking you a very simple question you don't have to yeah because like they're relying on people to report bugs to them yeah because clearly they don't know the shit when they send it out yeah they don't test anything there is no internal testing is the battery a bug or not just this is how it works now can you answer that question (laughs) yeah and it's just like i don't get why they're being the way they are about it. It's just been real shitty to watch. Just like, you know, it's like, why don't you just not be a fucking dick? How about that? Just not be a dick. <laughs> Is it that hard? 
anyway, I played another game. <laughs> yeah. played, oh, yes. I played a very interesting game, actually. I, I streamed it in its entirety. So if you go to YouTube.com slash poly SMPS, I think, I think that's it. I don't know. I think it's Polyhead. No, that's my Twitch. Oh, right, right. Um, but uh, I, um, I grabbed a game back when Read Only Memories was on sale and it for $2. <laughs> I'm really ashamed to say that. But um, hey, it, that's it, that's how PC games work now. It, it came in this like it came in this bundle with all of these other games that I looked at and thought, wow, these look like crap, and they're not read-only memories. The only game I want to play. Oh, hey, this one looks kind of cool because it's a cute little platform. A cute little platformer. It's called SWRJSTDX Selective Memory Erase Effect. Um, it is this cute little platformer where you're a little ninja kitty cat and you just jump. And you slash things and you throw daggers and it's got these cute little bite-sized levels that, you know, can be really challenging to get through, but they're not like, I, I don't think that they're anywhere near like meat boy level inducing rage or anything. They're just like really little bite-sized challenges that you go into and, um, you play. But what really surprised me about this game is, <laughs> is just how high quality it is. Like, this game has amazing graphics and music. These are, like, 2D, like, almost rotoscoped, I want to say, because it oh, looks... Oh, wow. Because um, the it, the in-game credits have a... Um, like a puppeteering... A puppeteering slash plush maker um, credit for someone. So it's like they digitized sprites of these, like, plushes and put them in the game, and they look like that. You know, because this game, like the screenshots don't really do it a lot of justice because you're not seeing these animations in, in action, but it looks like as good, if not better than Donkey Kong country in a lot of places, just with how smooth everything looks. And like, just like the weirdo enemy designs that they went for and just like how smoothly they crawl along the ground or come and attack you. And like, it's not a game that I was expecting much at all. I honestly thought it was going to be, like, a jokey one-hour stream. And I'm like, ah, ha, ha, this game was pretty crap, right, guys? All right, I'll see you later. But I ended up playing through the whole <laughs> thing because it was just like, holy crap, this game is amazing. It's got an incredible level of challenge and a, an incredible, insane amount of variety. Yeah, I was really surprised when it started mixing up the gameplay stuff. Yeah. Even though the first one was kind of crap. Yeah, like, the, the first world, just kind of, eh. Well, I meant the first change when it died. Oh, stuff. like the boat. Yeah, I was just like, oh no! But then, yeah. but then that world it gave you a gun, and then it was underwater, and then there's other levels with minecarts and shit. It's like it goes places. Yeah, this is a game that just like it can't stay still at all. Like it, every world has like just loads of gimmicks to play around with, and they they just like they like other than like world three, the gimmicks don't stick around long at all. Like they come in, they do their thing, and they're done. Um... And, you know, it's it's a kind of a scoring-based kind of game, like, if you want to play it like that, because you start out with, like, 19 lives or something uh, to, to beat the game with, if you want. But you can continue as many times as you like, um, which I I did a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, um, there, there are some balancing issues, obviously. Um, but this is, you know, obviously a small team that made this and probably didn't have the resources to get it properly tested. Um, but... The game just blew my mind and kept blowing my mind as the night went on with how much it was doing 
you know, for just this little thing that was an afterthought in a $2 bundle. And it was just like, I can't believe this is like one of the coolest little things I've played all year just because I'm so surprised by it. Um, so that's probably like, I think something where people, uh, should give a, a look up, you know, other than it's fucking really weird, bonkers, bananas name, you know, again, S W R J S T D X selective memory erase effect. Like you go, go Google that. You're not going to find much. Um, and I think that like, I might, I might have the only full playthrough on YouTube of it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. It had like seven steam reviews and now it has eight with Polly. Yeah, I, I had to do one. It was like, there's no way. Like, I've been slacking on writing Steam reviews as of late, but I was like, I yeah. have to do one because this game, like, I want Especially, more. yeah, on something so criminally underrated where one review will really matter. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's just a really solid little action platformer. Uh, it'll take you a couple hours to get through more than likely. There's no saving apparently. Yeah, there's no saving either. Oh, wow. This is this is like true arcade experience. Like if you Real walk deal. away from walk away from the machine and the next time you come back to it, you're gonna be starting from stage one again. But that's not so bad. Like those first two worlds go by in a flash once you've been through them. Um, <laughs> and then stage three. And then and then world three happens and it's kind of a World three is probably like the low point for me. It's just 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 because like those first two stages in it are yeah. so slow, and then like they finally give you a projectile on the third one. It's like, oh, now this is actually really fun. Um, but the first couple, you've got to like hack away at little icebergs and like throw daggers down at little ice mines that are popping up. But it's just they. they, they I don't. I don't feel that those are properly balanced very well. Your range looked so terrible. Oh, it was. For it, melee. It's, it's not like, good. Uh, it's not good. You've got to be very careful when you're meleeing things. So, um, are you going to mention the story in this? The, the, the story? Because that's what really surprised me about this game. Is yeah, this game has... The disconnect between the story and gameplay seemed profoundly it weird. Is, yeah, it is pro-goddamn-found. How just, like, dark... And very, like, you know, like, I, I guess in terms of indie games these days, it's a little cliche. You know, it's like a cyber, it's a cyberspace tale where you're this girl who's very detached from her parents. So you, like, she downloads her memory into this little cat that she plays with to go on little adventures. But during this, you know, this happening one time, half of her consciousness gets stuck in the cat and the other half is on the other side. So, like... She's spending the game trying to find a way to log out of the system, but the only way she can do that is to kill all of the guardians that are in all of the various sectors of her mind. And, like, each each sector is actually, like, a, a, a representation of the mind's fears, like drowning or burning alive, <laughs> things like that. And it's just, like... And then you get to the end, and it goes really, really yeah. berserk. Uh, I, I yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but it goes. Yeah, yeah, don't spoil it because we do want people to check this out. Yeah, it it goes bonkers at the end in a <laughs> way like... that I did not expect. No, like when I started this game, I thought, oh, it's gonna be a cute little happy little adventure. Oh God, what am I doing? And it's like you start getting hints as to like what you're actually doing in this to and you know in and to this world. You know, like, after you beat a boss of each uh, sector, and it's just like, oh, whoa, these are getting a little more weird and dark the more I go. Um, 
and you genuinely start feeling really bad. And it's like, game, don't make me feel this way. I'm having a good time. <laughs> so yeah, this game really surprised in many ways. I think this game surprised everybody that was there to watch the stream because Just could not have seen it. I coming. did not see that turn coming anywhere. I didn't see this game being worth a damn. I didn't yeah. I didn't see this game just being as charming and gorgeous as it is. You know, it's just like it's got so many pluses going for it that it's like, yeah, that, like that even though there are a few parts of it that I really dislike, like the minecart is just way too random and creates far too many unwinnable scenarios. Um and the boat, like even though there are parts like that in it, like this game still rises above that, like just miles and miles beyond. You know, it's better than the sum of its parts. Um, and it's again that name for you because this game is actually <laughs> dirt cheap on Steam. It's like five bucks or something. This sounds really nice. Yeah, go oh. give it a look. It is, <laughs> and I missed the stream, so that could this could be something I could just play and then talk to you all about. Yeah, I think just you should. Seen blind. I think like like when we were playing it, I, I'm pretty sure more than once it popped up in chat that like this is totally a John game. <laughs> I'm almost sure I saw that once or twice, but it is uh, SWR JST DX Select JS, JST are my initials. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's how there you, you go. It. <laughs> you stand for justice. Yes, you are Sword Justice Deluxe Selective Memory Erase Effect. Uh, it is, and it is just a fantastic little two to three hour game that you'll you'll have a damn good time with if you like action platformers i think you know it's like it's really well, intense do. intense one hit kill kind of thing like you know um it's generous a lot of the times there are good checkpoints when stages do end up being a little longer than normal so um they were at least paying attention to where some of the balance you know issues could have arisen and could have caused a lot of uh problems mm-hmm. that makes sense okay so how much tech like setup did you do before streaming this i had to do a lot yeah i think this game runs at a very weird resolution it doesn't work properly with steam overlay i had to turn (laughs) off i had to turn off the scan lines i had to set up obs in a way um to where i had to manually mess with the the window size and i never have to do that in obs oh yeah, it was a lot of work to get this to work, but I knew that I wanted to. Like, there was nothing else I really wanted to play at the time on the stream, but I knew I was like, I'm bored and I want to stream something, but I don't want to play something I've already done because I've already done a lot of Isaac and people yeah. are probably, you know, don't want to see that all the time. So, but yeah, I just, it's a bummer when games have weird technical hangups because last night I was like, oh, I should play this game. And then I look, turn it on. And it's like, press, it's, it literally says, like, press the button below escape to turn off the scan lines. Mm-hmm. And I press it, and nothing happens. Yeah, that button doesn't work. Yeah, and then it's like, press plus or minus to change the brightness. So I press plus, and the screen gets brighter. I press, press minus, and nothing happens. No, that's because you got <laughs> no, to use the bracket keys, you silly. Oh. And then it's like, F10 to change screen mode, and then like I hit that, and like it starts stretching, and like you can see like lines between the tiles. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this thing kind of feels held together with duct tape. Yeah, it's it's janky, but again, like I don't like this is because I was streaming it that I went through a lot of the trouble with mm-hmm. it. Um, like if you just play it at its default settings, um, you'll probably be fine. Uh, if you want to disable the scan lines, uh, you'll have to do that in the games install folder. Go into uh, the games I and I file and just set scan lines yeah. to zero, and you'll be fine. 
It's just admit like I'm going to play it because I know what it is and I really want to check it out. But man, that first impression just yeah. When games are just like like this is a PC game. Like what's going on? Yeah. Like, like how is this this janky? Yeah. Because I've had other games that just like refuse to cooperate with like just accepted standards. Like there's no title screen with like an option screen. It's just like, come on, guys. Like, you'll spend like however long making all these worlds and all these bosses, but you can't make a title screen with an options menu. Yeah. To turn off scan lines. And options that actually work. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just weird. And I do think stuff like those first impressions are really important to getting your game are. out there. Absolutely. Like, Undertale just works. Yeah. Like, you press F4, it goes full screen. Yeah. <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, this this didn't Hold escape and it as, as yeah. exits. Like Undertale recognized my controller, this didn't. Like oh, just really? little just little weird things like that. It recognized my 360 pad at least. That's weird. It didn't for me. Weird. So yeah, it's a game that's got some weirdness to it. But mm-hmm. I think ultimately it's it's worth seeing through cuz it's just I played a some really... really janky freeware and iPhone games that really yeah. impressed me anyway. <laughs> Cool. So that is all I've been into. Cool. <laughs> so with all that out of the way, Rhett, I've got a question for you. What is it? How's that early access doing? Oh, Fallout 4 is out. Does that oh, count? that finally hit uh, early access? Yeah, it did really well. Like a million copies sold on Steam or something. Damn. Yeah, I'm looking it up, and it looks like uh, Jeff Gerstmann of Giant Bomb gave it a three out of five. Oh, that pretentious motherfucker. Yeah, really? (laughs) Drinking my wine and playing Fallout 4. (laughs) Wine and cheese and crackers. (laughs) God. There was some wine involved. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get into that whole thing, though. I don't know what that, what y'all are referencing. There (laughs) there was... Rooster Teeth got paid to do promotion for Fallout 4. Oh, yeah. And Jeff huh? Gerstmann gave it a 3 out of 5, and they called him a pretentious little bitch because of it. And his response is just like, oh, well, you know where I would go for accurate opinions on Fallout 4, the place that got sponsored by fucking Fallout 4. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. <gasps> yeah, there was some game journalism shit this week. Yeah, it was... It was... Some game journalism shit. Well, like, there's the whole blowout between Rooster Teeth and Jeff, and then Kotaku's like, by the way, we got blacklisted by major publishers. Yeah. (laughs) My god. Someone, for some reason, I read a link to, like, the Petty Arcade guy, like, ragging. Oh, god. I saw something. Why do people just hate games so much? People hate games, and they shouldn't be surprised when publishers ignore them. (laughs) Like, what? What? I saw a great thing by oh, Carolyn Petit that was just like, I won't get into the whole thing, but her one of the lines was like, this criticism does not come from a place of hate, okay? Like, yeah. We want games How to be better. It? How could yeah. it? How could these people hate video games? Why would they be doing this? It's because they Dealing care. with this shit. If you hated video There's games... There's no you... way. Yeah, so... Oh my god. Industry's weird right now. Yeah. But you want to get into some hot news. I'm ready for some hot news. I picked I picked only the best stories. All right, good. Good. Bubsy is on green light. This one this one pissed <laughs> me off. 
This would just pissed me the fuck off because the way people are acting about it. I don't give a shit that Bubsy is on Greenlight. In fact, I want it to pass Greenlight. I want Bubsy 3D. There you go. But just, it's... Fucking Polygon did a... What is what amounts to a hit piece on this game to try and get it blocked from getting on... Where are your hit... Really? Yes. Polygon? It's like, where's your fucking hit piece on fucking people like Digital Homicide? Who are releasing shit after shit after shit on Greenlight and getting it passed. Where's that? But you know, you're going to go after the game that was developed by professionals years ago just because they have the audacity to bring it back just because a few people think, oh, it might be bad. No, it's not really that bad. In fact, it's actually pretty damn inoffensive as a platformer. It's just a mascot platformer from the 90s. And you can't tell me there's not room on Steam for it. It's not. It, it's just a fucking in a internet meme, and you're all drinking the goddamn Kool Aid. It's just this whole notion of keeping games off Steam like has been lost several years ago because fucking hatred is on, on Steam. Now. Hatred is on Steam. Is but, it? Wait, yeah. I thought hatred was the one game they blocked. No, they no, they, they came. They undid that. They totally caved. Oh, but oh. no. Let's say no to Bubsy. <laughs> Fucking Bubsy, of all things. The most inoffensive little fucking platformer that, yeah, it's not great, but it's not a fucking terrible piece of shit like people like Jeremy Parrish will make you think. Aw. What would he do? <laughs> he basically, like, sent out a bunch of tweets that were like, we simply Really? Can't. Yeah, he was real pissy was... about it, too. Aw. So get over your fucking selves. If you're gonna, like, throw this much of a bitch fit about a game that was created by professionals that is finished yeah then fucking <laughs> like where's this ire and where's this outrage for games that really fucking deserve it it's like piss off i know like so much shit just made from unity assets like those jim those jim sterling videos are really alarming when it's just like oh like these games are literally copies of each other because they're made from the same prefab like the whole fucking engine like yeah. you bought you bought this engine didn't modify anything and just uploaded it to Steam and Craft, you got passed. Yeah, like Zombie Craft Miner version yeah. two. <laughs> like fucking come on. And Bubsy is the one we're gonna crusade against. That's Bubsy. where we need to draw the line. It's like give me a fucking break. <laughs> oh man, getting a visit from the demon John. John's no. demon, I heard there. He even he's fed oh. up with it. <laughs> I mean, I I tweeted the Bubsy thing as a joke, but I'm not like, no, oh, this shouldn't be on Steam, like. Yeah, there's just like yourself. there's just legitimate like anger over this dumb platformer that some internet reviewers have said wasn't good over the years, and we're making it out to be like the worst thing that's ever happened to gaming. It's like get the fuck over yourself and find some fucking priorities. That's it's really weird how games get um, taken over by a narrative like that. Kind of like with when Simon's Castlevania 2 couldn't get mentioned for like 10 years yeah. without the Angry Video Game Nerd review coming up. I mean, to be fair, Bubsy 3D is fucking Bubsy 3D garbage. is garbage, but that is not what they're including. They're including the first two games, which are just inoffensive mascot platformers. Whoop-de-fucking-do. What are they hurting? Yeah, exactly. There's no damages here. It's just a game that'll come and go on Steam and sell like 10 copies. Like, who yeah, gives a fuck? it'll sell 10 copies to the... 10 people that probably won it anyway. So who fucking cares? Why do you care if somebody else has access to it? Oh, God. I fucking hate the internet. 
Now, are they going to put the Bubsy 3D freeware game on on Twitter? <laughs> That's the real God. Part. I hope so. That was worth it. <laughs> like unironically, that is the best thing in the Bubsy franchise. Absolutely. <laughs> Art. <laughs> now that watch them get sued now because somebody actually owns the rights to Bubsy. Oh, 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 God. That piss me off. Uh, if you can get sued for stuff you put in your freeware games, then I'm really, I'm You're pretty, yeah. I think both, all three of us are pretty yeah, boned. Yeah, we're all oh. probably boned. I'm just saying, they're doing this big Bubsy revival, they gotta enforce enforce their brand. Yeah, enforce that Bubsy brand, bolster it, defend it. So, uh, speaking of hating the internet, yeah, the internet's wet dream came true this week. Uh-oh. Legendary star of Final Fantasy VII, Cloud Strife, <laughs> is in fucking Smash Brothers now. How fucking <laughs> perfect is that? I so I wasn't watching the direct live, and I'm really sad that I wasn't now. I saw my Twitter light up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, I saw. I think it was Jetstorm first posted a screen cap, but it was like an off-screen photo, and I went, I just looked at it and went like, "Oh yeah, nice fucking Photoshop, dude." No. <laughs> and then I I tried to load NeoGAF, and it's like it's not loading. I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then like I type cloud into Twitter search, and people are just like going apeshit, and the top tweet is like from Nintendo themselves. I'm like, you fucking motherfuckers, you actually did it. <laughs> It's so, like, I don't give a fuck about Smash, but I think that this is, like, the, the most hilarious, greatest thing ever. It's like yeah, I think game, this is a good thing. Yeah. This, that game keeps making me wish I did like it, because it's so stupid at this point. Yeah. They added Ryu a while back, right? Yeah. I, like, I almost made a joke about, oh, they should put Mega Man in. I'm like, wait, he's already, he's already in. in. <laughs> Pac-Man is in. And th- they took Snake out, though, which is too bad. That's a bummer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just like, okay, this is by far the most like, okay, gloves are off. Anything can happen. Yeah. Fucking clout. He's not even the one associated with Nintendo. That's what's so funny. That's that's the greatest thing. And it's it's just not, like, it's that not, is a PlayStation 1 classic you're talking about there. And like the, the, the remake is coming to PS4. It's just, like, zero fucks given. Like, it's not Cecil. It's not Terra or someone from Final Fantasy VI. It's not Chrono. It's Cloud. (laughs) Because he's the one people wanted. He's the most known. He is, like, the one fan fictions that were, like, Smash Brothers fan fictions were all about. And all of your fan fiction dreams have come true. We gotta get Goku in now. Oh, God. Give it time. Give it time. Sakurai... And people are saying Sakurai said no manga characters, but I don't know. Mm. Fucking Cloud. Fucking Cloud. <laughs> Smash Bros. That's so goddamn stupid. <laughs> His stage looks amazing, too. It does. Where all the summons come and fuck with it. Like, Odin just yeah. straight up cuts it in half. Or not Odin. Or is it Odin? Maybe I'm right. I think it's Odin. Like, Ifrit is, like, launching giant flame jets and just tilting it, like, 45 degrees. <laughs> And then cl- Cloud's doing Omni Slash on people. Oh the best thing. The one legit criticism was just like, 
does Smash really need another anime sword fighter? <laughs> That's a good point. Because there's so many now. Yeah. Like, there's, like, all the Fire Emblem characters. Shulk is in there. Mm-hmm. Like, Link is in there. Like, there's a lot of swords in that game now. Yeah. But it's fucking Cloud. You gotta it's make... Fu- it had to be Cloud, though. You make room for Cloud, I guess. I mean, he is the exception to the rule if you're gonna have a rule about anime sword fighters. Who's next? Dark Souls guy? Why not? <laughs> Just... <laughs> Dark Souls Rune guy. I wish they would call him. That. It was. I uh, forget it. <laughs> yeah, I just I got had by thinking, oh, good timing, posting a fake picture of Cloud during the direct, and then it's had <laughs> to be real. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Solaire of Astoria. Yeah, they. Oh my God, Solaire would be really funny. He would. Jolly Smash Operation. Up smash, praise the sun. Uh, so, okay. last news story. It's the one I care about. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned Sega trademarking this thing called Val- Valkyria of the Blue Revolution. Yeah. Hey, it turns out that's actually a PS4 game. Oh, really? Yeah, it looks really neat. Is it like a new Valkyria game? It's... I mean, it's called Valkyria. It has like that kind of painterly art style, like the sketchy thing. Yes. But it's not really a strategy RPG. It's more of an action RPG now. I could be on board with that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super bummed out about that. I saw people were just like pissed. It's because they're like everything's a fucking RPG now, which is kind of true. Well, yeah. But it looks really nice, and it's like a new world, like not story wise connected to the other, but it seems to be of heavily military theme, anyways. And they're also remastering the first game for a PS4. Oh wow! Because probably that's... just basing that on the PC code, I would imagine. Yeah, that totally makes sense to do that. Yeah. And hey, maybe we'll get two and three somehow. There's uh, some other cool news actually. Oh, that really? um, PS2 emulation is coming to PS4. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You bought Contra Shattered <laughs> Soldier, did you not? I I suck. Yeah. I, I loaded it up once and died within, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, that'll happen in that game real yeah. fast. And it's just like, oh, I'm going to need to put some serious time into learning this game. I'll do that <laughs> later. <And> that, ga- <laughs> that game requires a lot of time, especially because, like, the hit count actually matters. Like that. Oh, God. That hit count percent, like, you need to finish all the stages with an A rank in order to uh, see the end. Oh, don't tell oh. me that. It's fun, though. It's fun, though. I had a damn good time doing it. I love the shit out of that game. Because it's the most direct, like, successor to Hardcore, right? Yeah, it really is. Just of any of them? Yeah. Not even Hardcore Uprising. Even the direct successor to Hardcore isn't <laughs> as much a successor to Hardcore. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 Shattered Soldier is definitely more of a successor to Hardcore, I think, just because it's so boss rushy and so fast and manic and just kind of crazy. And it's got, you know, the storyline beats that are all tied to that. Yeah, oh, really? and it's got the really big, ugly bosses. Yeah, bi- oh, but ugly bosses. Mm-hmm. My God. It's grimy yeah, and gritty. There's some real butt-ugly machinations <laughs> in that game. Because mm. Je- Hardcore just had all that Genesis grit. Oh, the yeah. Soundtrack and it's everything, just... and the PS2 game is so dark and 
the weird polygons and everything. It's great. I remember like when that game got announced and I was just like looking at screenshots every day, just thinking about, please, please, please don't suck. Please, please don't be the PS1 games. Yes, exactly. But it was like, oh, no, wait, Konami is developing this internally and you can breathe a sigh of relief. And it's just like it's looking better and better and better every day. It's like, ah, oh, you finally get it. And it's just like the slice of heaven. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be really cool if they bring all those PS2 classics forward. Yeah. To PS4, if you just have them, they're just there one day, like, oh, boom. And people are at. The real question is, will they be able to have PS1, PS2 discs work on a PS4 now? Mm, I think they're just DVDs, aren't they? Yeah, like, I don't think there's a technical reason they won't be able to. But they just want. Really, they're doing this to resell you games. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, they don't have a real incentive to do that. But they've had PS1 games work. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows how that'll go? Yeah. Is that all for news? That's that's news. What do you got for questions? Um, Raquel says, is there any game or character that you felt needed better writing? Um, I, I really liked Resident Evil 1. <laughs> mm-hmm. And but, but we said like, better writing. Yeah, needed better writing. How right? does it get better than that, though? Yeah. <laughs> like, that game works because it is so schmaltzy. Maybe you're right. I just, I felt like the, the, a lot of the survival horror stuff was just so good mm-hmm. and really just tense that oh. this schmaltziness just kind of was like, oh, but this deserves so much. <laughs> Have you played the remake? No, I haven't. Because I, I remember the remake being like more serious. Yeah. That might be what you're That's looking cool. for. Or maybe I just need to learn to embrace the small, embrace the schmaltz more. But yeah, it's weird. Like when I played that game, like when it came out, I was like 13. Like it seemed scary as hell to me. Like I didn't really mm-hmm. kind of realize, oh, this is cheesy as fuck until yeah. I was older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I got to experience that game just a few weeks ago again with Ashley, and <sighs> it was, uh, yeah, that game's still real great even with its schmaltziness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Did you see still... somebody made a mod for the PC version of Remake? That adds back in... <laughs> adds in the back in the voice acting from the PS1 game. That's so good! It's so bad. It's like, it's extra bad, because I think there's more dialogue, so they have to kind of edit it together yeah. to cover the new Oh levels. my god! So it's just like, characters like walking up to each other. Are you okay? Oh, are you okay? Like... They don't even seem like they're talking to each other anymore. <laughs> An extra level of jank. Yeah. It's really funny. Just just make it even better. Just throw more jank on it. God. I, I can't that's think of any episode. characters off the top of my head that I would want to have mm-hmm. been written better. But that's not to say that I haven't had characters be badly written. It's just nobody jumps out as like this. Gra- yeah. Nepgear! <laughs> oh, yeah. What if yeah, Nepgear didn't just the writing that suck? makes Nepgear bad, right? Yeah, it's like, what if yeah. Nepgear didn't suck as a character entirely and actually that's, fit into that world somehow? That's a good one. Yep. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, Crisis 2 has, like, the worst, most nonsensical story of anything I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Like, could have been better. Mm-hmm. Even if it was just way less, like, that game is just talking heads yelling at you the entire time. Mm. Crisis 1 has so little of that. Yeah, it's such a totally different game. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question comes in from Byron Hulcher. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know Chrono Maniac's favorite Shoto clone. Okay, I looked this up ahead of time, actually. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
Um, it means a character that like copies reuse moves it basically. Yeah, it's basically the fireball uppercut. Yeah. on and <laughs> and I, I actually and I said ahead of time that I don't really I'm not really crazy about the fireball. Um, and I looked up Shota clone, and it's listing off characters that just weren't at all like Terry. In King of Fighters, and I'm how just is like, he a Shota clone? I don't know. He can hit the ground and make fire come out briefly. It doesn't go across the whole screen. He can power dunk a bitch. Mm-hmm. So like, I haven't really fallen in love with any Shota clones. Dan, <laughs> yeah, Dan's pretty good. Dan, Hibiki. Dan is awesome just because of he sucks and he doesn't know it, and he wears pink, and he wears pink. And he, was I think made, a, and he was made it as a jab at SNK. That's oh, really funny. Well, I think SNK had a character in their Art of Fighting games that was Ryo. Yeah. So that's really funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it became really standard for like all the kind of B-tier games to just have the first character be Fireball Uppercut. Yeah. Because oh, wow. it works. It's just a, it's a good pressure combo because you got to do- deal with the Fireball and then when they get in, you uppercut them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I like Sakura, obviously. Sakura is awesome. Which game is that again? Alpha. Ah, uh, gotcha. And Rival she's like, Schools. Well, I haven't played that. She's like a teenage girl who's in love with Ryu. Yeah. <laughs> so she gets super buff to be impress him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's really... All the Street Fighter f- girls in 4 are, like, really muscular. They are like, ripped! Yeah, it's it's cool seeing them not be like these dainty little anime girls. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. definitely nice. It's really cool. Uh, Freezing Inferno writes in, "What do you all want for Christmas?" I don't answer this kind of question on a podcast because <laughs> I've got to be very very careful about what I say about anything I want because there are people out there that have proven in the past that when I say something like that, even as an offhanded comment. They'll be very, very nice and endearing sweethearts and end up buying it. And I'll just say, I want everything. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's my answer. And you feel free to copy it. Okay. I want a Wii U and Super Mario Maker. I want a Wii U and Super Mario Maker. <laughs> I want a Wii Oh, wait! Fuck you. We hate you, John. Actually, I just need a Wii U because I've already got a copy of Super Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. I should get back into that. It was a good two weeks. <laughs> No, I bet as soon as I'm done with all the all the twenty year old fighting games, I'll go back right back into <laughs> yeah, Maker. right it, just right back into it. Easy mm-hmm. transition. I still haven't opened Captain Toad, so I'm ready for that. Ready to enjoy that soon. Easy can, transition. Can you play as Ryu in Super Mario Maker? Because does he have an amiibo yet? I guess not. I don't think so. Are they going to make a Cloud amiibo? I would uh, imagine uh, they can you are. Play as Cloud in Super Mario Maker when they do. Oh my god. There's a you Ryu, there's know an that there will Ryu. be. That is a stupid. You know there will be a cloud amiibo. I know because they are doing like, an up- Smash characters. There's a leak. There's recently a leak of an upcoming Ryu figure. Oh jeez. So awesome. yeah, Ryu is probably coming to going to be playable in <gasps> Super Mario Maker. What about Shovel Knight? He's got an amiibo. Oh shit. Oh, is he going to be? <laughs> Those costumes are so silly. They are. There's like a hundred. It's great. Yeah, there's way there's even more than there are amiibos because there's stuff like Shy Guy, I think. Yeah, and Arno. Or just like playing as the coin block or the question mark block. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> the uh, Goomba. So that's all the questions. But Raquel replied to the Christmas one with coffee crisps. 
Coffee crisps are pretty good. That's what she wants for Christmas. Ah, uh, yeah. I like coffee crisps. She never had coffee crisps. Look them up. They're good. Uh, so I guess if that's all the questions. Wow, bit of a quick one. This, a bit of quick one this time. Yeah. Uh, kind of fits well, given that we just did five point five hours yeah. of Undertale. Um. So um. Again. I want to get you guys on that whole game of the year list thing. So send us your top four. Write a um, a not absurd amount about each one, like and... a sentence or two, because we seriously have to read them. So. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I just like two paragraphs on each one max. Oh, <sighs> like two sentences. Yeah, let's go two sentences. That'll make us very happy. You Wait, can how t- long? If... How big are the lists going to be? Four. Four. Four for each person. No, they can write. Oh, uh, right. If you want to, re- I'll give you all the long ones, and you'll. Read yeah, it. if you want to write a long list, we'll make John read them. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so yeah, get those lists fired off. We don't know exactly when we're doing our uh, GOTY podcast yet, but I will make sure to have a cutoff date ready by the next time uh, we get one of these up. Uh, so, so you know, get your list together and fire it off to podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net and Red will parse all that for us and we'll have that all ready to go and we do our game of the year list. John Thire, or should I say hashtag John Thire, where can we find you? Hashtag farawaytimes.com Rhett, where can we find you? And by parse, she means I'm going to edit each list to put polyclicker as number one, so just be aware <laughs> of that. <laughs> Uh, you can find me in 3.tumblr.com. And you can find me at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. Imagine that! And remember, we're the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you. Love you.